Maybe the people that don't get it aren't supposed to. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is modern escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles and I just don't get it. Joining me tonight, Candy. What does the letter T and an island have in common? I don't get it. They're both in the middle of water. Ah. <laughs> also joined by nice. Gadget. Hello. I'm the rare case when today comes before yesterday. What am I? You're the rare case where today comes before yesterday. I don't get it. I'm a dictionary. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Stig, welcome. Oh, God. <laughs> what goes all the way around the world but stays in a corner? Um, I know this. I know this, actually. You know, I'll answer it. I don't know. I don't get it. I got it. It's a stamp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard that one before. <laughs> and you've already, you've already heard him. It's Biggie. Biggie, a butcher stands tall at six feet, two inches, 18 stone, has a big bushy beard and long hair in a knot. What does he, be, what does he weigh? <laughs> I don't get it. Meat. <laughs> meat. He weighs meat. He's a butcher. Hey. Oh, <laughs> oh, I was hoping at least Welcome we'd, one of us would get it. <laughs> I got Before we get into the show, please consider becoming one of our sexy, incredibly cool patrons. Help us divide and conquer the podcasting world. Details are in our show notes, but mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. And now a message from our sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. I'm joking. I'm joking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't get it. I don't get it. But now it is time for Biggie's Breaking News. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. Meta has denied a widespread report that Mark Zuckerberg is standing down as its chief executive. On Tuesday, a report went across the internet that Mr. Zuckerberg himself would be stepping down from his role as head of the company in 2023. Apparently first reported in The Leak, a relatively new online publication. But Andy Stone, Meta's outspoken communications official, flatly denied the report on Twitter. This is false! He tweeted, giving no more clarification or context to the denial. I mean, fair enough. Unequivocal. To me, it sounds like he's definitely leaving. Yeah, he's yeah. back off to the mothership. Yeah. Companies that usually have to put out a press release, uh, uh, companies that are like, shit, we've got to act on this before people actually find out the truth. If he wasn't going to leave or anything like that, they won't even acknowledge it, surely. It wouldn't surprise me if he'd been asked to leave at some point in the future, given that he, he yes, lost the weird cunt. Well, I mean, aside from that, that, he's lost them billions over the last year with the fucking yeah, metaverse shit. He's not shit. a cash cow at all, is he? No. Um, and when a you know when a CEO starts losing your billions, even if you are one of the richest companies in the world, the board get a bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit twitchy. Because yeah, ultimately, the board can outweigh anything, can't they? As a collective, I'm they're the not, government, aren't they? Well, he's the king. Sort of. I'm not 100 percent sure. It depends how many shares he. Has. If he has the controlling stake in Meta, then. No. Yeah, even if it's like 51%. If he's got 51%, then they, they, they can do fuck got all. got no chance. Nah. 
Fair enough. Yeah, so, it's one um, of those ones like... Good, good luck in your new job. <laughs> where he, he may have started it, but he's just a detriment because his public yeah. image is not good at all. No. That company could have, got, could have gone through Stratosphere even more than it already has without him, I think. He's so weird, isn't he, though? He just yeah. is. He's just Crammy. such a weirdo. He I looks s- more realistic in the metaverse than he does. <laughs> <in yours. laughs> I still, I still love when he, he had to give evidence to Congress or something like that. And like you see, you see them sitting there, like looks like he's like wearing his dad's best suit and stuff like that. And he's just looks yeah. like a deer in the headlights. Ill-fitted. Yeah. Just, oh, he's a terrible Do, do you know boat. what he reminds me of? You know that alien in, in Men in Black where he's wearing like the human skin, but it doesn't quite fit properly. Yeah, and he's just kind of, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. sort of like that, like an alien. Yeah, he's definitely an alien. Next. Lizard man. Okay, God of War Ragnarok's game director, Eric Williams, um, is hoping to maybe somebody give him the license to work on the action series Castlevania. When he was speaking to Kinda Funny, the director made a statement about the series. Co-host Tim Getty made a comment about Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Williams' comments on his desire to make a new entry. You guys can make it happen. You have the audience, he says. I don't know what I'm doing next, but somebody give me that Castlevania license. We would love to make that. I'm sorry, I'd but love Konami to are that, never gonna, they're never going to give it in. No. <laughs> no. Could you imagine? Also, he wouldn't like, really be a Castlevania game, would it, if he's going to give it a no. God of War treatment? He just wants... No. I mean, I wouldn't be adverse to him using those characters to tell a story, but it wouldn't... But which characters, so, which timeline, which continuity? <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, you can it doesn't just pull in from some of those characters. The, as well. Yeah. It doesn't mm. have to be behind the character, the camera and all that. He, he can do anything he wants with it, can he? But... Interesting. Hmm. I, I feel like he's a more narrative-led director, and there's never the, the last narrative-led Castlevania game was um, Lords of Shadow. The sequel, Lord of Shadows. The, the sequel to that one, yeah, which people didn't like. No, too much talking in it. There's too much talking in it, and I, I think Konami have. I don't think Konami had a good experience working with Western developers on that one. Although no, they didn't. They gave Silent Hill two to Bloober Team, so any fucking shit could happen. You could have Zynga making a Castlevania <sighs> game. <laughs> Yeah, a Castlevania pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you would fucking buy that and put all the money into it. Of course I would. <laughs> little pop vinyl v- version of Alucard. Of <laughs> course I would. I love that shit. Ooh. <laughs> Next. Well, there are lots of deals during the Black for Friday that's recently happened, but <laughs> Microsoft accidentally sold people the Forza Horizon bundles at literally... 61p. <laughs> Oops. When it's actually worth about £170. Why are people Microsoft buying be- Xbox games? No, it's like um, the DLC bundles. Yeah, it was the DLC Isn't bundles. It? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say, like, why, so why, why would everything. you buy a game that's on Game Pass? People still, mental. still, but people still buy them. Yeah. Of Game Pass. Strange. You still buy box Strange, copies of Forza. Buy box copies yeah. of um, Why is there even box copies? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get that. Because Brilliant. if you work out how many months worth of Game Pass it would be to get those games and play it. <laughs> yeah. You might as well just sign up to Game Pass and then you have access yeah, to I other games as well as that one. Places places that got good internet and stuff like that are impatient well, yeah. people and stuff. America. Understandable. <laughs> America. I mean, I you, you can buy a box, get America. box copy of Forza Horizon 5 on Amazon right now for £45. So that's four months of Game Pass. Wow. Wow. But There's going to be mega fans aren't there of Forza that have them in like yeah. Like frames and stuff, aren't they on their walls? But that's different. They don't open them, though. Don't they? Don't they? Don't crack open the game. That's the thing. 
Uh, one, yeah. to open, one to open, one to show. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, Candy knows all about that, don't you, with the old, you know, Skyrim ex- you know, <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> but interestingly, Microsoft began to realise what had happened, so they fixed the price, and now they have also been taking the money back. And um, ooh, I lost my way. They can't take the money back if you take your card off. They, they, they can, can they, apparently. They can, they, can, they can refund you and then take the game license away yep. from you. Right. Okay. Yep. Ugh. That's that's Evil. exactly what I was trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> such bullshit. That it is such bullshit. Yeah, just own up to your mistake. I had that happen Honoring. to me once uh, when I tried to order a big like box set thing, and they put it under. They put the box set on, and I ordered it. I was like, and it was a mistake going round, and then they actually. One one they sent sent me was like it wasn't the box set, it was just like the single film. And I was like, hang on, I bought the box set. Oh, that was a mistake, it was just meant for the single film. I said, like, Yeah, but you advertise it as the box set and they, they won't back down. Like so I ended, I just sent the film back. But yeah, they do yeah, proper bastards when when they fuck up like that. Oh, capitalism. Ah, you've done it again. <laughs> Next. Speaking of which up-and-coming, standout-looking game, the Callisto Protocol. Um, it's up-and-coming season pass has come out with a bit of an issue. Um, apparently, people were looking, when it, the details were revealed on Steam, that the developer, Striking Distance Studios, might be holding back content. In this case, it was bonus death animations in order to make in that additional cash. But it's been debunked. Glenn Schofield came out and said, to be clear, we're not holding anything back from the game, the season pass. We haven't even started work on this content yet. It's all new stuff that we'll be working on the new year. Fans have asked for even more deaths, so we're making it a priority next year. Yeah, so everyone gets the vanilla experience. If you want extras, get extras. Yeah, people people have been kicking off on like Reddit and Twitter. You know the usual places where people kick off with their reading something or anything. And um, it's like no one seems to appreciate the fact is that you know there's probably new enemies in the DLC that is going to be coming out. So. Yes, there will be new death animations because what Glenn Schofield likes to do is have unique death animations, but depending on monsters, because he's a he's psychopath. A sadistic bastard. <laughs> Everyone remembers <laughs> that. What, what was yeah, it? it sounds like you're going to die a lot in that game. Yeah, what, what, what was the enemy in Dead Space? Was it the Assembler or something where it was like multiple little xenomorphs at once? And if, yeah. if the head version killed you, it like popped your head off and climbed in your body. I mean, it was gross yeah. and amazing. <laughs> Speaking of which, there was another trailer. For, from, our, from our game. Yeah, there was a, there was a live, live action trailer for the Callisto Protocol. Yeah, a couple of days ago it came out. It looks amazing. So I've only seen that trailer that me and Gadget watched when we when we watched the uh, reveal. I haven't yeah. watched anything else. And there, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get that," <laughs> and just left it at that. Yeah, I've 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 been on kind of media blackout on it, like on trailers and story stuff. Um, it's not seventy yeah, quid, is it? So. Uh, I think no. it's forty nine ninety nine. I think it. Uh, You're right. You can yeah. get a good price for it. It's fucking brilliant. That. Mad respect yeah. for that. Yeah, so, uh, so, sorry, no. before you start, Biggie, yeah, 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 50 quid on Amazon for the PlayStation yeah. version. That's, th- 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 this, I want to support that, do you know what I mean? It makes you feel like, yeah, they've gone, no, we're not doing that 70 quid thing. Let's do this. Mm. I feel like supporting it. Yeah. So, yeah. Going to get it. Going to buy it. Going to play it in a day. Finish it. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm, I'm away when it comes out. I've got to wait like three days to play it. I'm going to be clamped. I'll beat it before you get home. <laughs> oh, it's on my Christmas list. So, a lovely Christmas game for the family. Yep. I will not be playing it. 
<laughs> I you know, you live on your own, don't oh. you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't afford to turn my lights on, so no way. <laughs> no way. How can you watch all those that horror stuff and not play a game like that? They're not scary. They're terrible. <laughs> exactly. It's all tongue-in-cheek. Well, yeah, that's true. Don't worry, we'll Plus, I feel like I have more of an outcome on what happens in a game. Like, it's all well, my fault. to follow. <laughs> Next. Uh, the BBC is bringing Ubisoft's beloved Splinter Cell series to life in a new Radio 4 drama starting Fridays, 2nd of December. <laughs> I, as as so much as I'm been. usually like... What I'm, I'm I like, want. <laughs> I'm like anti-BBC. That's a nice little stab at data from that, though. I think that's a cool get. Mm. That was really fucking random. Like when, when, yeah, no, totally. I think it's a cool get. And to the point where I'm like, ooh, so I pay a month's licence fee just to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do a month? My mum loves a bit of Radio 4. She's going to go right old shock when she hears that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to listen to it in someone and then that, that scary white van outside my house finds out I've been listening to BBC things and they go, right, we've got him, we've got him, boys. And then SWAT team come in. No licence, boy. <laughs> Who did Sam Fisher's voice? Was it Michael, Michael Ironside? Ironside, yeah. He won't do it now. He's still I think around, his voice got swapped on one of the last games, didn't it? It did, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's someone from the Archers who's playing Sam Fisher this time around. <laughs> Adonis, no, really? and Don, and Donis Anthony, whoever the fuck he is. Who's he playing? And then the he'll R? do the shipping forecast afterwards. I, I'm, I'm, I know, I know, we're laughing, but I'm kind of down for that. I think it's, I think it sounds cool. It could be cool if they get the sound effects right. Uh, if you happen to listen to the Archers, he plays Russ Jones. Anything to avoid giving us a new game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Oh, I'd, I'd kill for another Splinter Cell. Every time, there's a spl- every time there's some kind of Splinter Cell leak <laughs> or news, it's like everyone's like, oh, we're getting a new game. It's like Sam Fisher is in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Sam Fisher is in a BBC Radio 4 play. Like if they said to me, like, we'll make a new we'll make a new Splinter Cell, it's going to be amazing, but we've got to sacrifice one of your children, I'd give it a second look. Like, hmm. <laughs> weigh, the, weigh up the options. I'd what think was... about it. I'm like, would I, would I get in trouble for this? <laughs> Imagine that play. All right, Fisher, you are clear to engage. All right, me babbers. <laughs> All right, me babbers. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I've never listened to a moment of the Archers book because it's cultural phenomenal phenomenon. I know what it is. So I get your references. Um, oh, it's yeah, it's got the cast this day, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. You read um, it. Details about the rumoured alien game by Grasshopper Manufacturer. Uh, apparently the code name is Marathon, has a triple A budget, made for current gen consoles. It's taken inspiration from Dead Space and Resident Evil. Good move. And a tentative 2023 holiday release. The year of space continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I refuse to believe that someone's given Grasshopper a budget. I can't I can't see it being normal. It's Grasshopper. I mean, I mean, bear in mind they do no more heroes. They don't do normal games. No, ever. They do weird. Didn't they uh, do uh, weird. The, the deadly Premonition mass- game. No, no, they didn't do Deadly, deadly Premonition. Someone else. I did not. It, same director, wasn't it? it was Suda Fifty One. Yeah, that's this would be, that's, this that's be the point I'm... where Punk's screaming at his phone or something like that because we're getting it all wrong. <laughs> um, do their games sell though? Like, um, yeah, I know they're they're hardcore of sort of... fucking nerds. The proper cultural yeah. like no, milestones cult. for some people. <laughs> cool mm. classics. I mean, the last five games they've done was uh, so in descending order: No More Heroes Three, Travis Strikes Again, uh, Senior EX, Let It Die, and then Killer Is Dead. 
I've never played any of them. <laughs> I mean, I've played I've played Killer yeah. is Dead. Well, they did Lollipop Chainsaw as well. Um, I played that. Yeah, uh, Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Yeah, I played that. That's cool. um, yeah, they do really fucking weird games. Killer Seven. Uh, Alien's flat- pretty weird. I remember Killer Seven. Alien is pretty weird if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, but really I mean, it work. it's a, a, a alien, another alien game with a big budget. Based I mean, I'm into it. Yeah, survival horror. That's that's perfect. Yeah, so. yeah, and Grasshopper Ant, like a multiplayer studio, either rather. So it's going to be no. single player, which is what we want. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, fuck obviously, all the marine oh, shit off. Yeah, obviously, everyone yeah. wanted Alien Isolation Two, and they wanted Creative Assembly to do that, but that's not going to happen. Um, no, so I want a mode with Alien Isolation where the aliens nice. You can you can mod the PC version <laughs> to not have the alien there at all. You just get an explosive astable. Yeah, Can I have a version where he comes out and he just wants hugs? He just pops out with a birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, I can't deal with that game. I love it so much. I think it's so when the inner mouth comes out, it's, a, it's, it's like a, a party. A party it, yeah. yeah. It's like, I've been, it. it's I've so been misunderstood for so long. Everyone just runs away from me. <laughs> it's me very I don't like angry. something I can't kill. I don't like it. I can't kill it. And it yeah. knows where I am all the time. That is one of the worst like things about like isolation is not being able to, like, you can scare it away, but not being able to yeah. kill it is... Like when I did that stream, they gave me a gun. I thought, here we go. I've got a big magnum, biggest space magnum you've ever seen. And, and then I've seen Gadget in the chat going, you can't kill it. You can't kill it. <laughs> it's coming at me going... <laughs> <laughs> Why have I got a gun? To kill it's other using things. yourself. Yeah, you... <laughs> yeah, forget that. No, too scary, man. I want it a bit more fun. No, fun scary, alien. Scary, scary. Alien isolation is incredible. It's yeah. too scary for me. Next. Speaking of scary, a new Bambi horror film is in the works. <laughs> the f- <laughs> apparently the film follows Bambi turning to a vicious killing machine after the death of its You're mother. You're about the deer? <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Why? Because people got hyped up about the Winnie the Pooh. Why? Oh, is that gone into public domain now? I mean, the, I mean, the story Bambi's based on is in the public domain. It's not a Disney original I don't story. Know. I, did, oh, I didn't know they owned it. I don't, I no. don't know. I don't know. There is a, a Saturday Night Live sketch from ages ago where The Rock is Bambi taking revenge on. Oh, see, that's fucking fr- great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Killer Deer. Killer Deer. I kind of hope he's like kind of like tooled up like John Rambo. I remember oh. I used to go out. I used to go out with this girl. A bit of a tangent. I used to go out with this girl, and we were watching Bambi. And she and she said she said to me, "Oh, I love it when when it flashes forward and Bambi's a handsome handsome deer." I'm like, "What do you mean <laughs> handsome deer? What do you mean?" I think she I had unlocked it. some kind of furry trait. Oh, <laughs> there is people. You know, you know, like you know, like the fish in um, Pinocchio. There was a thing on Twitter yeah. where someone said, oh, "I only watched the new Pinocchio to see if the fish was still fuckable." And it was like, <laughs> what? Still is. <laughs> What? <laughs> the it's fish weird. is still People sexy weird. because they made the they made the features of the fish like I'm not kink shaming, but calling yeah. Bambi a handsome handsome older deer is weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're not together anymore. No killer um, killer deer horror film sounds right up your street, Candy. I am so up for it. I'm excited. What's it going to be called? Like raining blood deer. <laughs> I don't know. Bambi the Revenge. Bambi Requiem. Bambi. Yeah, Bambi Requiem. Bambi. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, works. Next. Re- Requiem for a deer. <laughs> You've done it. You've done it. You've done it. Deer Hunter. Uh, s- they're all there. They're all there. Uh, sadly, Wilco Johnson 
Dr. Feelgood guitarist has died aged 75. The musician's mm. choppy, sorry, the musician's choppy, choppy guitar, <laughs> guitar choppy, style you could and manic, sta- manic stage presence was a major influence on punk. Now, when this was posted, I was looking at this guy thinking, where the hell do I know him from? And then it Game just of Thrones. Flipped. Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had quite a career. He's Ellen Payne, the the the, the mute, the mute uh, head chopper offerer. Yeah, yeah. I I, I really mm. like Wilco Johnson's playing, and I, I like quite a lot of Doctor Feelgood songs. I like he, I like his interviewing style. I, it, it it doesn't give a fuck. No, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's never a punk. Did. He's a punk, so he's gonna <laughs> he's not gonna give a fuck. I mean, the it was what because he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer like ten years ago, which he survived. Um, and mm. I like I like because he started doing like a media tour. Um, when he was diagnosed with it, because he put out an album with um, uh, the lead singer of the Who, and he and he was just going, he was going on like all these kind of radio shows and breakfast shows, and then people were talking to him. Was like, yeah, how how do you feel about you know having having this like death sentence on your head? He said, like, Oh, I've lived long enough. Yeah, buy me new music. <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> Make sure my kids are all right. Buy me music. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some great videos on YouTube if you if you look at Wilco Johnson's guitar style. Of him explaining how he plays guitar, and because he never used a plectrum, he always used his hands, and he used to play rhythm and lead at the same time. And it's he, he just kind of developed it because he was left-handed, but couldn't play a left-handed guitar. He, he played it right, didn't he? Instead, yeah. and he's got it. Just there is this unique sound to him that is quite it obviously is definitely. him. Yeah, and I just yeah. really like like the music he made. He was a, a, a good guitarist. Yeah, good bloke. Good bloke by all accounts. Aye, good socialist man. Like to paint. Like to paint. Another story from the Weird World Web. Uh, we all know that when lottery winners uh, wish to remain anonymous, uh, don't want lots of publicity or people to treat them differently, and, <laughs> usually they just accept the money and don't do the photo shoot. One man in China has taken a different approach, however, after winning £26 million. He appeared to accept his cheque in a bright yellow costume with oversized eyes and a big head. We've no idea what it's supposed to be in. And I put an image of it in the Discord chat for you in the command centre. So he's just like, guess what? I'm fucking rich. <laughs> I love it. He said, oh, wow. speaking to local reporters, he said, I'm really happy I won, but I don't want my family to know about this since they might become too arrogant and complacent in the future. The man identified only as Lee wore the git up to face the media in Nanning City and Guazing province to claim his prize. And it's just so weird because you either appear as you are or stay anonymous, but he's gone in between. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like a knockoff slime from uh, Dragon Quest. He does, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he does. There's been a few people because there was so much puff puff. (laughs) (laughs) there was some there was that american that won something like like 150 million on the powerball and he in in america you have to do the photo shoot you have to like go and get it publicly you've got to declare it haven't you yeah um so he turned up in a screen mask (laughs) because there was nothing saying you had to show your face you just but you had to do the photo shoot so he he got his check on the screen it made it better if he went if he went as the scared and move a stoned face one See, see, I, I don't think I would mind people knowing because eventually people would figure it out by the fact that I suddenly moved to a massive house and owned a brand new like car. But um, the Yorkshireman in me, I'd still be tight as fuck. I bet I'd be tighter. 
Do you know what I mean? No, but like every time you went out, like <laughs> get the pints in. We are the millionaire. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean that I should have to buy everything. Like, I'd still <laughs> be a just because I, I just because so, I own the pub doesn't mean yeah. I have to get your pints in. I, I don't. I just I, I'd struggle to get that out of me. Yeah, I'm tight enough as it is when we do stuff like that. But never mind. Like if I had all the money, <laughs> I just go into complete hermit mode. But what annoys me is when people say like stuff like that. Like I don't want my family to. Yeah, no more so. Like when they say, oh, I don't want my family to become complacent, or it's not going to change me. Well, fucking give it back then. Give it to somebody. Oh who... yeah, yeah. F- I want it to change. Right yeah. <laughs> oh, we've won. We've won twenty five, thirty million on the lottery, but we're going to stay in this like crappy house, and we're not going to use any of it, and we're not going to change. Why have you played then? Yeah. Give me yeah. the money. I'll make. <laughs> the most I can of tell it. you. I can tell you now, without any shadow of a doubt, I'd be dead in thirty days. <laughs> Being generous, oodles. Yeah, I'm gonna say maybe a week. Thirty (laughs) dead. I'd be like, right, I can do anything, and I am doing it all. I want. I want. I can do anything I want, and what I want to do is four kilograms of cocaine. (laughs) What a way to go! Live on the podcast. I want to dive into it like Scrooge McDuck. Like, has anyone got any like do the nexus and he bite? Has anyone got anything else to declare? No. Well, I have. And then, <laughs> and the episode and would never end. We're, we're doing Secret Santa, and it's like it's just a big bag of white powder. It's for me, guys. I got you some coke. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Don't do drugs, kids. Just say no. <laughs> Give me you a get any more, bigot. <laughs> That's it, mate. Excellent, excellent. Let's move on to the Nexus. Um, we're going to start with Stig, actually, this week. I, don't, I, I often don't start with Stig, and he sits there waiting patiently, so I'm going to give it to him. Okay. Go first, babe. Right, this week, um, the third season of Dead to Me came out on Netflix. This mm. is American Black Comedy um, starring Christina Applegate, Linda Cardellini, and James Marsden. And it is the story of a woman called Jen Harding, whose husband, Ted, is killed in a hit-and-run um, shortly before the start of the series, first series, and she meets uh, Linda's character Judy Hale in a grief support group, and they befriend each other. Um, it's really, really good. Like, yeah, I saw the trailer. It looks good. Really good. Like we've this is the third series. It obviously, had a break in between because of COVID. Um, and this is the final series as well. Um, so it's short. The short 30-minute episodes, there's 30 episodes in total, there's three series. It's a perfect kind of one to jump in and, and you know, you can have a good I time I like with both it. of them, though. I like that's the thing. Yeah, I really they're do. both really good. So it, it's a, I say it's a comedy drama and the there's a lot of some really tough subjects in there in terms of, like, grief and trauma and there's a lot of secrets and lies and kind of stuff. But the comedy is played perfectly in it. Like, Christina Applegate is... She is amazing in this. Just her the dry, witty responses, the sarcasm. She it's just pinpoint. Like it, she's just so funny in this when she needs to be, and the the friendship between the two is they have such great chemistry in there. There's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of secrets. There's a lot of um, like uh, reveals and revelations and stuff happens and there's twists and there's turns and. It's so bingeable as well. Like, like I said, the 30-minute episodes and you'll sit and you'll just watch like three or four and you've not even realised. And then, then, then yeah. the whole series is done. Uh, and it, it's a shame. I, 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 do lo- it's... I do love a drama like this, though. I, I love the subject matter. Yeah, and we, we, were, we were sat talking the other day about how 
we actually quite like these shorter episodes. Like, mm. yeah, shows like this would used to have gone like forty to fifty minutes, and you do more get digestible, like isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. And the fact that it's only thirty minutes and it ends, and it's oh, I want more, and you feel like you can do two episodes, right? Like, whereas if I was watching one episode, I'd probably just watch that and then watch the next one the next day or something. But yeah, the um, I, I can't spoil it because this is obviously season three. But there's a lot of shit that's happened, and there's a lot of stuff coming to the forefront and building up, and it's just really good. It's it's definitely worth your time. Uh, everyone in it is really good in it. Um, I think James Marsden just shows again how underrated he is. I think, I think he's good. Yeah. Um. He's he's just really really good in this. But yeah, the central characters, the central performances with Christine Applegate and Linda Cardellini, like they just play off each other amazingly. They're so different. The characters as well. One's like very much a no nonsense this is how it is kind of person and like Linda Cardellini, Judy's her character's more like she'll kind of look into the spiritual kind of side of things. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth and fun with that kind of stuff. But, um, Mm. I found out as well, just on a tangent from the show, this actually might be Christine Applegate's final, um, performance yeah. as well mm, she's been having health yeah. problems hasn't she's, been, she? she's been having health yeah. problems and it's evident from in the show you can tell because of that yeah um but she's <clears> she's she, great though isn't but she? she's still really good you can see like she's obviously had the, the health issues have come to the forefront between the series but yeah. it's it, she doesn't miss a step still she's still really really good in this show like really brilliant and it's like i said it, definitely check it out it, it's it's really really good we really enjoy it um, got a thing. Will do, mate. Couple of episodes left on that, but um, but yeah, that's uh, what we've been. Dead we've been to wait- me. Dead to me. Yeah, we were we were waiting for a while for it to come back, and it's one of those ones like as soon as it came out, I was like, right, jump on that. So. Excellent, excellent. Um, Any more? Yeah, because that was quite quick. Uh, I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special as well. I ain't seen this. Yeah, I didn't know we're out. Anyone else watch this? Nope, not yet. No. Nope. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so this is the, the Guardians of the Galaxy special that's on uh, Disney Plus. So similar to the, the Werewolf by Night, it's a short forty-five minute Marvel special presentation. That they're like doing. mini films, aren't they? Yeah, just this little mini story, but it also does have a bit of a knock-on effect, and there, there is like kind of important things within there for, for further down the line in the MCU. Um, basically, it's... When I, is when it this as good as the Star Wars holiday special? See, when this got announced, I thought that's what they were going for, but with the, guard, yeah. the Guardians, I thought it was going to be a tongue-in-cheek. That's the name. Yeah, like, kind of, the both owned by Disney. It's going to be similar yeah. to that, yeah. but they're going to do it with the Guardians. Um, it's not that. It's actually just a little 45-minute story, and it's about Mantis and Drax trying to kidnap Kevin Bacon to take him back to... Uh, oh, nowhere because Star Lord always mentioned Kevin for, Bacon, didn't for he? Star Lord because he's in a bit of a funk at the moment with what happened at the end of Endgame, in Infinity mm. War and Endgame, and they're trying to do something good for him. And obviously, because Christmas, oh, Christmas. Is a, isn't a thing in That's space, cool. they want to bring Christmas. And they're sick to of him. the EE adverts. <laughs> <laughs> he is channeling e- channeling some EE energy in this. To be EE fair. Mobile, yeah. Join EE Mobile today. It's really good. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, like both uh, Pond Clementif and Dave Batista are so funny in this. 
Like Batista is just <laughs> hilarious throughout all of this. This must be why I saw on Twitter that someone wanted them to do a buddy cop film. Yeah, like they work off each other so well. Their, their friendship was the best thing about Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Hundred percent. Yeah, they they are You're so hideous. <laughs> I, yeah, they, they, her, her innocence and his innocence, I guess, kind of bat off yeah. each other quite well. I think you know her naivety and his innocence kind of batter off each other quite well. He's blunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, you have all mm. that, but also with them kind of on Earth, they come back to Earth, and you know they kind of get get mistaken for you know in Hollywood as people dressing up and stuff like that, and they go and they have a party, they get drunk, and they just kind of do things that they just wouldn't do on their planets. And uh, there's some rev- revelations about um, Mantis in it as well, and also Groot has changed, which was the biggest. Shock to me, and like, the 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 less Chris Pratt, the better. Really, uh, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt is in it. Oh, is so. he? I didn't think he'd be in it as much. Well, it's been <laughs> being so special. busy. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's really good. Uh, Groot, uh, just touch on Groot. Groot is now uh, buff, buff nice. Groot, buff Groot. So he's grown up from his adolescence, teenage. Uh, he's uh, been to the gym, and he's now yeah, he's now stacked. <laughs> like it, like that's it. Where, I mean, so that's it. where we're at with Groot. That's his next evolution. That's funny that because um, in in the comics uh, he is buff. He's been buff for the past like ten years. So yeah. that works. Yeah. Well, Hench James Gunn Groot. has always said that this Groot is the son of the original that, Groot. That's from, how it works. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. It isn't like him just rebeam being no, reborn. no. So it is going to be a completely different look. And I think they like character. drop a seed or something. The the giant plant things. That, yeah. The, the drop a seed when they die, and it's the new one. Yeah, no, I really it enjoyed be, it. It can it's... be it can be a female and stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> forty five minutes. It's a fun special, and I think the Guardians are probably one of the best things in the MCU currently. Yeah, still so. easily consistent. Anyway, yeah, mm, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I'll go next. <clears throat> I've been playing Gran Turismo Seven a lot, a lot. Mm. How many? Do you know what? It's a real. Um, I, I, I don't know. I haven't checked. Um, it's a really good uh, car PG. Um, basically, you know what Gran Turismo is, so I don't have to explain that to you. It's it's a car game for car nerds, and I'm not a car nerd, but they've done something with it to make it so like approachable to people like me that just like to see arrows pointing up and the the, the my stats going blue. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it does that, and the basic. I don't know if you've know anything about this number seven way it's basically like you're you're in a map and there's a cafe in the middle and that's where you hang out and basically that cafe only gives you a menu and is like get these three cars for me by doing these certain races and come back to me and i'll give you i'll give you some some money so you do that and the loop is just so addictive <laughs> i'm like <laughs> genuinely having a really good time i like the cars themselves it's it's not an arcade racer you need to understand that tiny little tweaks like putting different wheels on, different tyres on, will make a massive difference on how your car handles and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's always been a driving simulator rather than an arcade yeah. racer. It, it absolutely is a simulator. Now, I don't have the assists on, but I imagine if you really wanted to make it accessible, you could put all the assists on and make it even easier for your and just enjoy because it's gorgeous. It's stunning. Like You've got options of um, frame rate or graphics, and... Because it's a racing game. I've gone for graphics this time. So I've got all the ray tracing and everything turned on. Because you don't need 60 frames per second on a racing game. I don't think so, anyway. 
you're mainly going in a straight line. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just it's just really it's really fun. It's not the main thing I want to talk about. But I just want to let people know that it's really good, and I know it's going really cheap at the moment. It was a seventy pound game, and now it's not. Well, yeah, because it as little as because they fucked it over with the microtransactions, and no fucker bought it. Yeah, which is not the case apparently anymore. Like, well, well, no, because they, they had to roll it back because someone worked out you had to spend like a million hours to get everything or some shit like I'm, that. I've literally, right, yeah. I'll, I'll be realistic, I've probably played about 10 hours of it and I've unlocked at least two cars an hour, which to me is enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's fine. But yeah, the main thing I want to talk about is something that I've absolutely fallen in love with and I've finished the first season off and the only season off so far. I mean, it has been renewed for a second season. Um, Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. AMC's. Ooh, I want new, to watch this new, at some point. Um, I've already buried the lead. I fall in love with it. <laughs> Do you know how I said um, <clears throat> Sandman's the best adaptation I've seen from like book to screen? Yeah, this is the second best. Is it, this... better, is it better than the film adaptation? It makes the film look pathetic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't it's... stand the film. <laughs> oh, I'm not a big fan of the film either. Uh, it stars uh, Jacob Anderson as Louis Dupont de la. Uh, you know, Louis, who was Brad Pitt, he is now Jacob Anderson, who was in Game of Thrones as the unsullied general. What's his name? Oh, Grey Worm. Um, Grey Worm, yeah. Yep, him. So he's Louis. Yes, he's black. Get over it, internet. <laughs> and and Sam Reed as Lestat de Leoncourt. Um Now, we all know what Lestat has to look like a blonde. Androgynous Frenchman vampire. The opposite this of Tom Cruise. Yeah, this guy is he's so good. He's oh candy. Oh, <laughs> mate. I mean it doesn't sound like my type, but I'm willing to give it a go. No, dude, dude, dude is a pure goth. Oh, okay. I think he, Tom Cruise he, looked, he like, looked alright in the film, huh? Mate, he's four foot two. <laughs> I just look at pictures of him, like he just he's very like that. No, God, this new, oh, this new guy. I, he's, he's an Australian guy. I don't know what else he's been in, but fucking hell, he's good. And we've got Eric Bogosian as Daniel Malloy, the guy that um, interviews Louis, and Bailey Bass as Claudia, the child vampire. Now, if you've seen the film, that technically, in a strange, weird way, is canon. And this is going to be strange for me to explain this to you. So, <clears throat> Louis, who, who narrates the whole book and film and stuff like that, has been a massive unreliable nar- narrator. He lied to Daniel Malloy in the first meeting in the 80s. Right. And this is now set in Dubai in 2022, in the middle of COVID, uh, where L- Louis, who obviously doesn't age, stunning young man, has invited a now 70-odd-year-old Daniel Malloy to come and have the real interview with the vampire. And straight away, Daniel's like, oh, you nearly killed me last time. If you remember at the end, he's like, please turn me into a vampire. And he's like, you never been listening to me and all that. You've got to forget that he used to be Brad Pitt. <laughs> That's what you've got to forget. <laughs> um, and basically, he says, this is the actual truth. This is, I'm like, everything, everything to bear now. And he, he goes through his life story like you expect. Now, the main difference with this is, yes, Louis is now a black man in the South in those times, and it is played heavily on that, and how he's a, a sugar plantation owner as well as a pimp 
in this. Oh, so, 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 and it's, how, so it's doing like the New Orleans thing rather than the actual yep. French thing. Yes, 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 absolutely. <clears throat> and, and basically, he, uh, I lost my train of thought then. He, yeah, he show, he's, it's how, how can he, as a black man, be successful in a white man's world? Because th- this is before he's a vampire, obviously. And it just shows you how much presence he has as a man before he actually gets turned. Like in the, in the, in the books and in the, in the film, he was, he was a man that was accepting of death. He wanted to die, didn't he? And that's why Lestat chose him. In this, in the proper, uh, quote-unquote, proper version of his story, Lestat wanted him because he, he's such a success and he's beautiful and <clears throat> he wants to, I don't know, break, make something evil out of something beautiful. Do you know what I mean? You know what Lestat's like? He's a bastard. Yeah. And it goes into more because de- it's obviously it's a seven-episode season and they're all like an hour long. So it goes into so much more detail about it. And they've changed bits that... Even Anne Rice, before she passed away this year, she was the executive producer before she passed away. She accepts the changes are better for a modern audience. Like in the books and in the film, Claudia, the child vampire, was five years old, but she had the mind of a 65-year-old by the end. In this, she's 18, which I don't know, it makes it a bit more palatable, doesn't it? Mm. Like, because she talks about sexuality and stuff like that. Like, she's a 65-year-old person inside an 18-year-old's body, which is a bit more acceptable yeah. in my opinion when did she write the books how old were the books uh 80s <clears throat> yeah how 80s. old is the, to, how old is she meant to be though? Is she meant to be a young girl in the book she's five yeah i mean i guess that's just kind of the yeah i have a problem with that i just i, I just because i think that's kind of the whole point yes it is oh that's what exactly so, that's what she was putting across originally yeah it's like her mind is aging but her body isn't yeah. And it talks about how she's always going to, it sounds awful, but she's always going to be a virgin forever and stuff like that. But because she's, she's fucking five. Yeah, but, but in she's this, like 10 she, in the film or something. She's somewhere on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 I don't know. It makes it more pa- uh, palatable. And uh, Bailey Bass that plays her is fucking sensational. And they change stuff to make it like, I, I've read the books millions of times. I've watched the film and stuff like that. And it, loads of things happen differently. And the pa- fact of the premise is that Louis was lying in the eighties to to uh, Daniel, which makes it even better. There's twists and turns that I didn't see coming and stuff like that. And it's just they've, they've like instead of making it where it was, it was set um, during the Civil War in the book. They've made it so it's set just before World War One in this. So it's still they can still walk around Louisiana as dandies and stuff like that. You know what I mean, fops. Yeah, but they've they've got cars and electrics just starting to happen and stuff like that. So it's I don't know. It's a bit more. It feels modern and it feels good. And my god, it's gory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. Like one, there's one point where the stat punches a priest through his face, and his his hand goes through his his head. As you and do. you just you just believe everything about it because the actors are perfect for everything. Like especially Sam Reed as the stat. He is he is. An empowering figure, imposing, naturally tall, not on heels like Tom Cruise. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and everyone's beautiful. If, like, don't get me. If you if you've never read the book, it's it's a it's a gay book. It's about gay people, gay vampires. Uh, this is a gay show. There's a lot of gay people in it. So 
get over it. I think it's beautiful. I think it's sensational. There's a lot of men kissing. There's a lot of dongs. So, <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's just my that's in there. That's, that's me. That, that's that's my warning for you. But I I I think it's fucking fantastic. And the season finale basically ends where the do you know in the film where they went to France, they escaped and went to France. Yeah, it ends then. Right. Okay. So, so what's that third of the way into the full story. Yeah. So like then in in the next season, it's going to be meeting all the old vampires, not the new world vampires, the old vampires. It oh, gets God, it's going to get even gayer. Oh, it's going to get super gay. <laughs> super gay. Because vampires are gays. <laughs> They're all gay. It's brilliant. It's just, it's just I just, I, I, I think it's sensational. It's such a, an AMC, they can be quite hit and miss, can't they? Mm, but sure. they've, they've put all the money in. They've called it the, um, I think they've called it the Immortal Universe. They're doing all the books. Which is some books don't even have Lestat and Louis in them. Do you know what I mean? Completely. Uh, Queen of the Dam, they're doing that. They're doing it all. Hey, they might make it good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it's, it's already been renewed. People of critics said it's brilliant. It's not, it's, um, I had to use a VPN to watch it. So it's not available in this country, but you know how I'd do it. I, I, I think it's, again, when I recommended Sam Mantia, you loved it, didn't you? So, I'm recommending Interview with the Vampire. It's fucking brilliant. Biggie, what you been doing? I watched the new Netflix TV show, 1899. It's a multilingual German epic period mystery science fiction series. I also watched the first episode of this. Any more adjectives you can uh, fit into there? (laughs) (laughs) It was created by, uh, forgive the pronunciation, Jante Fries, um, who's a German film producer and screenwriter, and also known for co-creating the other Netflix series, Dark. Yeah. And, uh, Got the same actors in, hasn't also, it? Yeah, it's also uh, created with her partner, Baron Bo Odar, who does um, a lot of the direction for the show. Uh, it's set in, funny enough, 1899. No way. The series follows a group of European migrants Travelling from London on a steamship named Kerberos to start new lives in New York City. Four months earlier, its sister ship, Prometheus, disappeared without a trace on the same route. It's Cerberus, by the way, as well. I was going to say, it's Cerberus, not Kerberos. Yeah. Oh, that's got a K in front of it, but there you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Cerberus. But I've only seen the first episode. You might be right. (laughs) Um, But you know me and my facts, always right. Um, But yeah, it's... Never did To go into too much... Detail about the show would just spoil so much to come. It's very hard to talk about this show without ruining it for you. But yeah, a lot you does happen in the it. first episode as well, doesn't it? A lot happens. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to take in. And for the majority of the show, you will have no idea what the fuck is happening. But it is done so well. There are so many characters in this that all obviously have different links. Um, they've all got a, an agenda while they're on the ship. And what makes it very interesting, it's a blend of time warping, mind-bending, horror, thriller. It leaves you utterly confused. Just as you start to think you're getting your head around it, things change. Yeah. Every character actor in the show is fantastic. And what also makes it interesting is how you have a mix of all these different characters. Some are Danish, Polish, Spanish, German, English, Cantonese, and French, um, who all have to 
sort of interact with each other without like translators present. So it's about trying to speak about what's happening with gesticulations and some form of understanding about the situations. The effects um, and the sound design are just epic and really work with the show. There's a lot of scenes outside with um, the sort of the cruise ship and it's just brilliantly done. Um, I can only urge people to watch it, but just expect a mind-bending experience because you really won't get what is happening. And every time you think things are really obvious, it, it won't be what you're thinking. And there were the, some flaws to the episode I watched. I'm sure there might be. But as it goes on, a lot of things will start to make sense, believe me. And, and I will go into those the flaws. <laughs> the, the, the twist at the end, though... Um, it's fantastic, and it is definitely set up for at least one or maybe two series after that. Oh, and did you watch it all? That will be explained. Yeah, that will be explained oh, once you've seen the whole show. And it's very much like the first season of Dark, where you think, you know, what's happening, and then it's open for another season, and this is kind of the same kind of thing. They've obviously got a an MO for their series, but it's so good. I really enjoyed it. It's slow. It's very, very slow, but if you can take in the atmosphere and the acting, which is brilliant, um, you'll enjoy it as I did. That's the flaw I've got with some of the acting. So, I mean, like I say, I only watched the first episode, but I appreciate, like, with Dark, the whole thing was German, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I, I just adored every second of it. With this, even though there's some of the same, that some people speak English in it, some people speak other languages, but for some reason, some of the, like, non-characters, the background characters, they dubbed them so badly into English. It's awful. It's like, it's off-putting. So, just a pre-warning, maybe change your language settings a little bit. I've you got not it, um, I've got it with English, with English subtitles, but that issue will be explained later. Oh, shit. All oh, right, that's actually a feature. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that makes me want to watch it even more, because I really like that first episode. Yeah. And like, I, I like how it's they right. made the... Go on. I was just going to say, you know, I like anything, and I like really um, fast-paced shows as much as anything like oh, yeah. this, and this is really slow-paced. I really enjoy chilling out, just soaking up what's been going on in the show whilst not understanding what's going on until things are revealed. But, yeah, it's... I like, I like how they made the... If you enjoy it, um, you will like the rest of it. They made the vagrant guy from Dark the captain in this, because he's brilliant. Yeah. He's fucking yeah, brilliant, so him. I don't know his, the actor's name, but he's, he's a presence, him, isn't he? Yeah, if it's the captain of the ship, it's Andreas Peachman. He's got the Mads Mikkelsen vibes to me. Yes, he does. Totally agree with you on that. Pure Mads Daddy. And that's Candy Inn. <laughs> oh, <God>. There's too <laughs> much to watch safer. this week. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, brilliant. But I would love to. I'd love to talk more about it, but it would just risk ruining what's coming up. For when I've finished it, it so I'll finish I'd it this week. Not. We'll have a, we'll have a good chat about it, mate. Yeah, cool. But yeah, that's the main thing that I, um, I've done this week. That's brilliant, mate. Apart from season. recording an epic Scorch Sheep episode. <laughs> 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 Which we can't talk too much about. No, because everything has to be a surprise and people will find out. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Scorch Sheep, Gadget, you've been doing? Uh, I have been uh, goofing around on Audible. Because I reactivated my subscription because I was looking for a few things. And yeah, man. Uh, based on um, Nacho Nacho Man's um, recommendation from our Discord, I listened to 
the audio drama of William Gibson's script for Alien 3. Oh, shit, Ooh. really? Oh, shit. I've been eyeballing this for ages. Please tell me it's good. It's fucking outstanding. Yes! Yes! Yes, it's been on my wish list. <laughs> oh, fucking going to purchase that today. It's, well, it's, it, if you've got the Audible subscription, you can just listen to it. You don't need to buy it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I've yeah. got the subscription. Oh, fuck. So Downloading it's, um, now. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's not an audiobook. It's an audio drama. Uh, yep, it's, yep, di- yep. It's, it's directed by um, the, the best-looking guy in audio dramas, uh, which is Dirk Maggs. Seriously, Google yeah. him. He has the most amazing yeah. mullet. Um, <laughs> Beautiful bloke. Yeah. And it stars Lance Henriksen and Michael Byne. Does it? Yeah. Um, it yeah, probably. There's there's a, f- a few other cast members, but um, essentially, so if you don't know the kind of the the, the torrid tale of Alien Three, is because Alien Three, the film, is not very good, and the kill the characters off. It's not the worst Alien film because Ridley Scott's managed to plumb a whole new depths of that. <laughs> <laughs> but for the longest time, it was the worst Alien film, um, and that was because you know it was David Fincher's first film. There was a lot of studio interference, a lot of fucking around. Scripts got back and forth, and like, but. One of the biggest issues with the Alien 3 that we got was that they killed... So at the end of Aliens, they escape from LV-426. Um, and everything is... They go into hypersleep and everything's supposed to be fine. In the Alien 3 film that we got, they kill off three of the main characters. They kill off Bishop, they kill off um, Hicks, and they kill off Newt off screen. Um, and Rip- Which makes everything from Alien 2 pointless. Yeah. And then uh, Ripley wakes up um, on this prison planet that they've crash landed on, and somehow there is a xenomorph there, and it doesn't explain like how a xenomorph got onto the Sulaku when they were escaping, because the whole thing was nuking it from orbit because it's the only way to be sure. That was yep. the whole thing in their escape, and then the fight with the alien queen on the ship itself. But it was the aliens was set up to to be that no, there were no aliens on board the ship when they got away. So. That was kind of the biggest plot points, and also just the film wasn't very good. Lots of kind of off-screen deaths and shit like that. It was just it was poor. Um, so one of the original scripts for it was written by William Gibson, who was a very famous cyberpunk author. He created the Neuromancer series, which were kind of some of the progenitors to the cyberpunk concept. And he wrote this script in 1988. Um, and funny, and 20th Century Fox just said no. And he did a second version in 89, and they said no. And then we got the bullshit that we got in the, in the mid-90s. <laughs> William Gibson's okay. version is fucking incredible because it takes, it, it basically, <gasps> very, very much the same way that Aliens follows directly on from Alien. This follows on directly, but you, an even closer time frame because it starts off with the Sulaco being found, um, much in the same way that Aliens starts off with Ripley being found drifting in space. Um, it expands the universe, so you get um, so whereas the first two films were very focused around kind of Wayland Utani operations, this uh, brings in people like the UPP, um, who are another faction who are very, very much socialist and anti-capitalist, and they are played very Russian and Chinese. Weirdly enough, for something written <laughs> in the late eighties. <laughs> um, but it it expands the lore of the aliens themselves. It kind of gives you an explanation of how a xenomorph might have gotten away from LV-426. The way it's explained is, you know, Bishop gets torn in half at the end of Aliens. Um, yeah. the, the explanation is that the Queen, because it's the Queen tearing him in half, the Queen lays an egg in him. Because he's, oh, not, because yeah. he's not biological, it can't really kind of grow in him. But when someone opens up the stasis pod, yeah. Base Hooker jumps out. That's how, 
shit starts to kick off. I read this script last year when the book came out. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, you get more kind of ideas on kind of like more explanation of kind of how the aliens reproduce, where the queens come from. <clears throat> yep. You get the first introduction of the hybrids, which kind of Ridley Scott played with a little bit in Prometheus. Um, and then the deacons. Yeah. And then the, which then became the um, abominations kind of um, further into alien lore and into the alien role playing game and stuff like that. Yep. Um, a lot of the stuff that we that gets put into the expanded universe of Alien comes from this. Um, you get a lot more focus on Hicks and Newt as two as two characters. Uh, Hicks takes on a bit like Ripley took on a, um, a a very maternal role with Newt. Hicks takes on quite a paternal role with her and is quite kind of protective of her. The big focus on this one, I think, this is why Twentieth Century Fox didn't take it on. It is not focused around Ripley. Ripley is alive in it. But she spends most of it she's in... Not, she's not the main character. She's no. not the main character. She kind of spends most of it in kind of a medically induced coma um, because she gets injured at one point. And that works for me because you, the first two films, everything is seen through, through Ripley's eyes. It works really well in the first film because she is as scared as the rest of us. In the second film, she's the expert, but then she becomes kind of a gun-toting badass, which I think kind of... I know she's supposed to be badass, but I don't think that kind of worked for Ripley because she was supposed to be a space trucker. She's not a soldier. Get your hands off of you, bitch. Yeah, which, I mean, I did like that, you know, the, the way she, that she deals with the alien queen is using a loader that she would have known how to use. Yeah. But that kind of yeah. thing. But she's not she's a, a license for it. Yeah, she's not a colonial marine. She's not for the shooty-shooty bang-bang. Well, that's what she shouldn't be. So the fact that it takes the story away from her and puts it onto Hicks and to, and to Bishop, um, it gives it a bit, a bit of a wider scope and it allows them to, it allows William Gibson to kind of expand the law and expand the concepts and give you a bit more of it. Like, uh, one of the ideas Gibson puts forward is that the aliens were created as a weapon, um, yes. which Ridley Scott kind of played with in Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Um, they fucked it up, but not very well. <laughs> whereas this, whereas like the details in this one of how they would be a weapon and where they, and how they would come to be, as an hypothesis of the scientists in this one, works. Um, and then there's the concept of like the airborne spores, which is what become the abominations in Prometheus, and all that kind of thing. And, da, 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 and it kind of widens out and widens out. So a lot of the ideas that Gibson put in have made their way into the Alien franchise over the years, but 20th Century Fox fucked him over. They should have used this film. It is so much mm. better than the Alien 3 we got. Oh, the, when I read that script, I'm sure I mentioned it on the podcast, but only fleetingly. Um, I, I was just like, why? Why not? <laughs> Why is this so much better? And because obviously I know the characters are made from the films, I'm reading it in my head as those. So if these guys are actually acting it out in the audio, oh, yeah, 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 they are. I can't wait. Um, I can't. The wait. woman that they've got to play Ripley as well does a fantastic Sigourney Weaver impression. I thought it was her at first. I had to check the cast list. It's not <laughs> to her, double check, but she is really good. Uh, and there's a bit of trivia on the uh, Alien Three um, uh, fandom page. Um, the only bit from Gibson's version of Alien 3 that made it into the film was the characters having a barcode tattoo to identify them. Wow. One character in his script has that, and that, that is the only thing that was carried into the uh, David Fincher version, so annoying. I really don't like Alien 3 Very at all. I, I'm an apologist for it, but even like listening to this is just like, yeah, yeah it's, it's so much better. This is so much better. So it's, if you've got the Audible subscription, it's on there. Give it a listen. It's really well acted. The sound design is brilliant, and it's just a really fucking good time. Uh, like I was out- speaking at Audible, Audible subscription. You need to start. You need to record your book. You're reading it, gadget. Yeah, 
I know. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Not even with credit. I'll buy it cash money. I was, I was, I was, because it's been out for like five years now. I was tempted just to make it into a podcast and just release it week on week. That's a fucking great idea. Nice. In the space on the modern escapism network for that. Get the man, mate. The space. There is space. That is high brow, mate. The highest. And we all have acting roles that we could maybe perform. Now he wants to do it properly, all, mate. We can all do voices. He's got reverence for his own work. He's not an idiot. Instead, <laughs> can play the Americans. Yep. Oh, there is the, 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 there is one American that I did write yeah. in in dialect. He does say y'all mm. a lot. Anyway, but yeah, no. Aside from that, yeah, just just give us a listen. It's on on Audible. It's really really good. Uh, or alternatively, there is a novelization of it, um, which I've literally just added to my Amazon wish list so someone can buy me that for Christmas. Um, and there is a, now, gra- mate. There oh. is a graphic novel version as well. I think Dark Horse did. Yeah, you can. You can like I said, I I read the um, the Kindle version of the actual script, and they've novelized that a little bit, but not massively. It's still script. Yeah. No, it was actually like a proper novel version came out last year. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's awesome. I just that's looked awesome. on Audible, and in fact, all the Alien movies currently, and other stories as well around the Alien universe. Some of the spin-offs included, are brilliant. They're Some all included in uh, Audible at the moment. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to... great. I'm probably going to have to start listening once I finish what I'm listening to now, because um, based on a recommendation from Candy, actually, a little while ago, I'm listening to Project Hail Mary. Uh, by Andy Weir, which is really good. I'm enjoying that so far. But Andy Weir still working. Oh. Well, it's significantly better than the Artemis book that he put out, which I hated every <laughs> second of. Um, but I'll talk about that properly once I've finished. I'm only six chapters in. Speaking of candy recommendations, what have you been doing this week, girl? Well, going back to the goth theme, I've been watching Wednesday on Netflix. So, um, obviously, Wednesday. Did you watch it on Adam's Wednesday? I did not. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, this this series um, follows a slightly more grown up high school aged Wednesday. Um, so after getting expelled from her school for attacking Pugsley's bullies with piranhas, which is an excellent scene, by the way. Excellent. Um, she gets mm. yeah, she gets sent to the uh, Nevermore Academy for Outcasts. Um, now, why her and Pugsley? That sounds like were- the Xavier School for Gifted Individuals. <laughs> I mean, actually, it's not too far to be quite honest, because it's all like it's filled with like sirens and werewolves and all sorts of kind of things. So basically, it's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, why they weren't there in the first place, I don't know, because apparently Morticia and uh, Gomez went there. But anyway, we'll ignore That's that. What I thought <laughs> that she went to a normal high school, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it really is a show. It's about Wednesday. It's not about the Adams family, although we do meet the rest um, of the family very briefly. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Louis Guzman play Morticia Gomez. Louis, Louis Guzman's Gomez. Yeah. You need to see what he looks like as Gomez because the hairpiece they've put on That's kind of genius. Oh, wow. No, yeah. the, the hairpiece they've put on him to make him look like uh, Gomez is fucking hilarious. He's normally I mean, got really he... curly hair, hasn't he? <laughs> no, he's normally got really, really short hair, but he's, he, it's because he's... Because he's got quite a large lower jaw, doesn't he, Louis? Yes, Gisner? he has. And it's kind of like he's got this kind of like foppish hairpiece on, and it kind of looks <laughs> wrong. Oh yeah, he is somewhat potato shaped as well. So I mean, oh. they do, they do a pretty good job as um, Gomez and Morticia, but they don't come anywhere near Angelica Houston or Raul Julia. No, I mean, it, oh, what? <laughs> it doesn't really matter because they're not really in it that much. Um, the story's fine. Um, I'd say it's probably aimed at maybe sort of younger teens. It doesn't really do anything particularly new in terms or or exciting in terms of the story, but that's not to say it's not a sort of fun Scooby Doo type adventure. So that's that's the kind of um, that's the kind of 
way I would describe it, just fun Scooby-Doo-ness. There is a little bit of high school drama going on um, amongst the kind of mystery story, and that sort of lost me a little bit in the middle. Um, And I think for me, it was probably just a little bit long. I think it could have done with being six episodes rather than eight. But Jenna Ortega as Wednesday is brilliant. Like she does such a good kind of modern day Wednesday. Because that's the thing, it's it's set now, so people have got mobile phones and social media and stuff, even though Wednesday says she's not on it. Um, and she does do kind of most of the heavy lifting, uh, lifting among the younger cast. Um, unfortunately, two of the her male kind of co-stars are kind of wet drips, I'd say, in terms of charisma. Um, <laughs> there's, there's one girl that, um, I think her name's um, Joy Sunday, I think that's her actual name in real life, who plays her uh, dorm mate. And she, she's really good as well. She plays the complete opposite of Wednesday, like full of colours and blonde and happy and everything. So she's kind of cool. But I think it's the, the adult actors that kind of make it, with the exception of General Ortega. Um, the cast include uh, Gwendolyn Christie as the oh. uh, head teacher. And oh. Christina Ricci is in it as well. And oh, she would have she, to be. She would have to be, but she's not got a cameo role. She plays like a fairly big role in it. Um, so Tim Burson is associated with it. He directs four out of the eight episodes, um, but he hasn't written it or produced it or anything like that. And it's, I, I wouldn't say it's too like in your face kind of Tim Burton style. And I think probably to his credit, actually, he, he makes way for the other directors to shine through. So the other directors are um, Ganja Mortiero and James Marshall. Um, oh. But I think I mean, for people that were initially excited about if his involvement might be a little bit disappointed but i don't think it i don't think it kind of um the series suffered because of it i think it was it was nice that he did kind of pass the reins on to other people because you know he, he does have a tendency to go overly tim burton i think sometimes um but i, I didn't get those vibes at all really tim tim burton's been pretty diluted for the last kind of 10 15 years anyway though hasn't he it's like around about the time he was doing um Oh, what was that one that was adapted from a soap opera? Um, oh, Johnny Depp in it. Yeah, the uh, the vampire one. What was yeah. that called? Shadows, Dark Shadows. In the Shadows. Dark Shadows. Dark yeah. Shadows. Yeah, but by the time he was doing Dark Shadows, like the Timber thing I think had kind of worn off. I think people were just not excited by what he was doing. Well, it, I, it became very hot topic, didn't it? Tim Burton yes. sort of style stuff. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it, didn't they base that shop off him? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Um, so yeah, there's not, there's not too much of that. Um, there's one standout scene actually, which is actually, it's, um, a dance scene at this winter ball. Wednesday kind of cuts loose and tears up the dance floor. Footloose? And not footloose, no, cut loose. Although, that <laughs> Wednesday <is> footloose. <laughs> she gets footloose. But actually, I like, I was thinking like, <laughs> the, um, like the nineties Adams family, like, the best scene in that film was the Mamushka. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. So they're On the traditionally, first one. They're, yeah, they're traditionally good dancers. So I, I quite enjoyed that. Um, but actually, the soundtrack itself is really good. Like, the, obviously, there's no surprises that Danny Elfman does the score, but there's some really nice scenes. Um, Wednesday plays the cello, and she's kind of playing it on the balcony in the moonlight. And I think she's playing like a really haunting version of, um, I think it was Painted Black by ACDC. And I think she plays a like a really Rolling Stones. Down. Rolling Stones, you mean? Ro- yeah, sorry. And um, sorry. <laughs> that's embarrassing. And, <laughs> and, I think that. there was a Metallica one as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's um, a Metallica one as well that she plays. Um, 
it was it's awesome. really cool but yeah i did i i am a fan of the 90s adam's family and for me you can't really beat I it am. but i did really enjoy this i think certainly compared to any iterations of the adams family since the early 90s one i mean it's not perfect it did lose me a little bit in the middle um but general ortega is so good as wednesday it's it can be forgiven yeah i've seen a lot of people on twitter saying she's sensational Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to seeing what that actor has in store in her career that'd be this is you know these these are like the massive jumping off points that people need yeah, I mean, she's already had a fairly good career so far because she's actually twenty. She's not like oh yeah, I know, I know she, I know she's not a kid. <laughs> yeah, so she's um, she's been in quite a few films already, but yeah, I think this will probably sort of uh, propel her. But she, yeah, she's just so deadpan and everything. Does all the sort of eye acting, brilliant. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Has that been your week then, mate? Has. Brilliant. That is is all covered. Let's get on to the main topic. Last week, Stig. Dived into his shallow hat. Oh. <laughs> his bowl. <laughs> his bowl. In my head, I had, I had an image of a, a, one of them really cheap plastic England hats that you used to see. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's actually a bowl. <clears throat> and um, at random, he picked my topic, which was, I, I don't get it. So all we're going to do, we're just going to have a discussion. If you're not a patron, this is the kind of discussions we have on Patreon episodes where we just... Free wheel and go go with the flow. Things we don't get. Come on, guys. What do you I don't get? get? I don't get four women hitting on Marvel, Disney, June, and Harry Potter. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> and Quality I Street. Did cut that out the, you know, I know. I did quality cut that out street. Of the public episode though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know. Yeah. Sorry Scared. about that. I, I knew that was going to go straight to your heart. Literally, it's like let's talk about things we don't like. On the smash that glass, and it was just like it was just instant. It was like, oh, it was I hit Marvel. Fire. I hit Marvel. I hit June. I'm falling out of love with Disney. I don't see like Harry Potter. I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, actually, actually, <laughs> you, paraphr- you paraphrased a bit there. She says, I, I don't like Dune. That's what she said. Dune. As it's yeah, pronounced. but we know how she. I don't get how can you pronounce this dude. Dune. Dune. <laughs> I don't get that either. Even I get that right. Yeah. <laughs> Dune's a month. Oh, yeah. One of the main things I, I when, when when we started this topic, I want to be like, oh, I don't get it. This is going to sound really awful, but I don't want it to be awful. I don't get horses and horse culture at all. Oh yeah, that's a good one. The equine industry as a whole. Now I understand. Back in the day, horses was a mode of transport and very essential for civilization to push further. Why are we still obsessed with horses? Why do people care? Why do you have to wear a certain thing to be on a horse? Why do you trust horses? Why do all horsey people have ponytails? <laughs> yeah. All horse people do... look like horses. Yeah, and they've all got them long boots on, and I don't get it. Come, someone explain well, to me about well, horses. The, 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 the stuff they wear is just essential for what they're wearing because of... What, just... tights? No, it's just the... Yeah, it's, I think it's just to avoid any kind of uncomfortable uncomfortable feeling the, the, the and possible hard, chafing and yeah and hard, the hard wearing elasticated stuff. like pants yeah no but I, there's an easier way to get on over that uncomfortability don't get on a fucking horse <laughs> i've ridden a horse <laughs> once on our honeymoon i've been on a horse and we bet you have she wanted to go horseback riding um and it was it was a good experience but i was terrible at it it was 
make sure that the horse is in charge. You show the horse is in charge. And I got on it and the horse just did what the but fuck did you pat him on the head and go, you're in charge. No, mate. you've got to kind of rein it in and like show that you're you're in charge. So when it tries to fuck off and do its own thing, you're like, nope, dude, I can't do it. I just let the horse I, I just do what it wanted. It's It was so uncomfortable. I get, I, I get the culture, obviously, when people are farmers and farmers need horses. Understandable. It's much easier to herd things animal i don't know i don't know things what, what do you, what do you think horses horse. do on a farm do you think they, do you think they herd sheep i don't sheep? know no like the, <laughs> the, the cowboys the cowboys ride the horse and go yeah 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 and they shout the sheep round and the sheep go, I mean, you understand when it's used in it in, in like in a, yeah, an industrial farming sense but um, i just don't get this like like the more south i go in in england the more I go past equestrian shops, and I'm like, why is this such a big industry? Why is it such a thing? I don't get it. Again, I'm not trying to be evil. Should, I don't dislike talk, horses. You should talk to Pippa Bear. She loves horses. I've, I've said a point. Why? Of, well, because I've talked to them. Like horses. horses are beautiful creatures. They're just, I don't get, yeah, but I don't get the, the riding and the racing of them. It's weird, isn't I it? I, I don't like the racing. Ra- racing horses, I, I find, is cruel. I like it's cruel. I, I like horses in the respect that I think they're just big daft idiots. There's um <laughs> yeah the, the, they seem drunk all the time. Yeah, like the, the, there's a TikTok account I follow. Um, it's this woman in the middle of America. She lives in some kind of dust bowl. She's got like about eight horses, and they are the bane of her existence. They are so why tortur- she got them? torturous to her because they're just dickheads. But in the funniest <laughs> way possible, like one old, one like in the middle of the night break into the barn and just start eating the hay that she's keeping for winter. Like, I know to, like, she's got content him. out of this, but why she got them in the first place if it's just to her detriment? Because she, she rescues them. There's easier pets. Way easier pets. There you go, she like rescues them, so she looks after them from horrible situations, so that's yeah. a good Okay, thing. that's fine. That's understandable. That's, that's, all, that's all, I, I, all I said is I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand the there's like a feigned domestication to them. Like they're, they're, they're whispering to each other, let's, let's make them think that we're domesticated, but we're not. <laughs> the feeding us. Don't try and Come punch on one anywhere. No. No, so it was, no. So certainly not. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you I know, don't you, get you, you, Newcastle does so much for the arts, for culture, for science, but you punch one fucking horse. You'll <laughs> <laughs> never live it down. What else we got? What else we, don't we get, guys? Come on. I don't get soap operas. Fucking pe- mm. people who Good live one. their lives around fucking three hours of the most morose, miserable, bullshit, poorly acted, poorly written television ever to exist. That's How- linked to one of mine, so well, I'll jump on in a minute. I, I, It's to the point this country has this obsession with the soap operas where the national grid has a power pulse at, at 7.30 at night because people get up after EastEnders to put the fucking kettle on. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 something that baffles me because everybody who I've ever talked to who watches the soaps hates them. They're always complaining oh, yeah. how fucking miserable they are. I say, well, why are you fucking watching? Oh, I'm I'm too invested at this point. Just stop. You have, just you like have to. You have to. I've been I've been there. I've I've been there. And I just had to one day go cold turkey and just say no. No, I'm done. Thing. I am done with this. I, I've stop and I'm stopping and I'm just not going back. And like, I so this that. this is intrinsically linked to one of mine, gadget, and we can we can riff off this. It's to do with soaps. In all other media forms, people are saying, "Oh, don't don't spoil it for me. Don't spoil it." For some reason, there's a there's a there's a scene of magazines that spoil soaps, <laughs> and people buy these magazines. To tell, We've got to watch this this episode because Sheila kills Mick in this episode. I'm like, no way. Why? How do you know that? Because I read it in a magazine. What the fuck? Why are you watching it then? I don't understand it. These TV <laughs> times 
magazines and stuff. Why do they still exist as well? There's a fucking electronic program guide on your fucking box. <laughs> it's that running gag about they're the most dangerous villages or towns or whatever it is in the, in the yeah, UK so with the quick, amount I'm of gonna, deaths quickly look up how that happen in them. Wait, Emmerdale's had a total of 202 deaths. It's a street. It's a single fucking street in the middle of fucking Yorkshire. It's, it's always Christmas farm, it? Day as well, isn't it? It's Christmas Day yeah. where people get murdered. It's had Every a plane land on it. Is it? Fucking, yeah, there's a fucking plane crash, like Lockerbie style in fucking... So, fucking hell. <laughs> Albert, <laughs> Albert, shite. Albert Square is just a square of houses and uh, 139 deaths ranging from natural causes to murder, disasters, accidents and suicide. 139 deaths in that one little square. So just just, just hear me out because I've, I've never really watched these tens. I know of it, obviously, cultural and stuff. But... With Albert Square is is in London, right? Yeah, East End. Yeah, yeah. Why does everyone look skint when they're living in London? <laughs> they're all at pub. <laughs> what do they do with for jobs? They can't be in pub all day if they're owning them houses because them houses must be worth about two million they quid either, each. They run a laundrette, a calf, a market it's not stall, news agent, the pub, the news agent. You can't second run a market car, stall car, and live in London. Car, uh, you the can't. club. Um, you can't. Club these maybe, are all yeah. the things. These are all the things within like this, the the radius of Albert Square that people do. Like, uh, like uh, just look at just kind of back to the death thing. So the last ten deaths in Emmerdale because I found a list of them. Oh. <laughs> so the last ten on-screen deaths. Al Chapman was shot by somebody. Liv Dingle injury sustained after being crushed under a caravan. Harriet Finch crashed and then was crushed by her quad bike that then exploded. Faith Dingle suicide <laughs> by a morphine overdose. Then took a bludgeon to the wooden oar by Mina Jolter. Andrea Tate head bashed against a wooden stage by Mina Judder. She's a fucking serial killer because she then also killed Leanna Kavanagh by pushing her off a bridge. Then Paul Ashdale sustained injuries from a barn explosion and died. Then D.I. Mark Malone, a policeman, was shot by Dawn Taylor. Graham Foster All bludgeoned, this on a farm. bludgeoned by, with a torch by P.S. <laughs> Harris. And then Frank Clayton in 2019 blast injury from an explosion after being viciously hurled into a van during a fire at the Sharma and Sharma factory caused by Amy and Kerry Wyatt. Why? <laughs> Why would anybody want to live in this place? That's that's from 31st of October 2022 back to the 1st of August 2019. That's three years. That's an epidemic. It's murder capital of the UK by sounds of it. So it's similar, it's, I'm literally looking up EastEnders now as well. It's more, it's like, more, more murders there than fucking Midsummer. Yeah. You're focusing too much on the murders. Though. The murders is not the thing with EastEnders. It's the fact that people... Are living there and they're not working. How are they affording it? I just want to know. I want to know. It's I impossible. Know. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. That, I'm surprised. London. Al- I'm surprised Albert Square hasn't been gentrified yet. Isn't it like canonically like quite close to Shoreditch? <laughs> yeah. No this idea. is the fucking thing. How are they doing it? Like they're in the pub all day. Like oh god. I mean, don't oh, get don't skint. get me started on Hollyoaks. Fucking. Oh, I've never watched that. <laughs> oh, that's the one. I, that's the one I had to go cold turkey on. I, I watched the one Hollywood. where everyone was attractive in it. Yeah, I yeah. watched Hollywood for a grand total of like six That's weeks why Stig when it. I was in college, mostly because I was quite madly in love with Gemma Myrna. Um, but <laughs> it, it it gets to the point where like I'm I'm watching it and going, this makes no sense. These people are terrible. Where's Hollywood's yeah. based? Chesh- uh, Chester. Chester, yeah. The no, I just had, I just had to I just. I got drawn in by something <laughs> that Kate, when Kate was watching. I got drawn into a to a storyline, and it was actually quite an interesting storyline. Um, and then I carried on watching it, and then something really stupid happened, and this girl ended up getting killed because of it. And I went, "Do you know what? Fuck this show. 
is that <laughs> terrible writing. What she's done there is she could have saved every all these other people being killed, saved herself from being killed. All she had to do was go to the police. Yeah. Like any sane, normal person would do. And she didn't. <laughs> the, the, on, the only good thing to because come out of Because there's love. Fuck yeah. off. The only good thing to come out of... <laughs> it's not the real. <laughs> the only good thing to have ever come out of the soups is homeless Ian Beale. Because that's a meme for the I ages. love Ian Bale. Beale. Again. I love Ian Bale. I, 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 I've, I've got an obsession with him this week. I've been looking into the Ian Bale universe. Got nothing the, left. The, the Ian Bale extended universe, as it's, as it's called. the shitty little beard that they put on him in the makeup department. Because I got, I got told off by Kurt, because Kurt sees him as a legend. So I've, I've, been look, I've been doing my due diligence and going into the Ian Bale universe. He's been through some shit. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's been on his tennis for thirty-five years. I'm, I'm amazed. The, I'm amazed the actor's still alive. After he all said that. on this thing, on this thing, he's lived in all but one of the houses in that square, and he's owned a chippy. Or what else did I read? He's he's done loads of stuff. He's like, and he's shagged half at square. This <laughs> fucking. He's a baller, really, isn't he? And Bill's a baller. Was, one of his kids was a, a like a murderer or serial killer or something, and. Like one of his crazy, kids killed his other kids or something like that. Like there's, it's just yeah. Do you the know guy, with the guy's um, been through it. You guys might move not away. know this. <laughs> it's a question. It's a question I've got about soaps. You know, during the pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Did they actually explain that in the soaps? They all wear yeah, masks. It, 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 it became a part of it because obviously they had to shut down the production of it. So like EastEnders went down to like once a week or something like that. So they, mm. but did they, they wear masks in the show? That's so, that's, that's cool. That's, you've got to, you've got to accept they've, that. That's they've, cool. got a his, they've got a history of doing it in a really happy because because they do such volume and they have to have like five episodes a week for the whole year. Yes, gosh, yeah, they, um, it never stops. They have little sections where they can insert current events into it. So you will yeah. you, you you will have a moment where two characters will go. Oh God! Did you hear the Queen died? Oh, that was really sad. That wasn't it. And it, and then that'll be all yeah. the discussion because the rest of the episode has already been recorded. Yeah, like they'll be sat in a cafe and go, "God, England won last night, didn't they?" That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, when they insert those things, you'll see the character in the next scene. And they've got a different haircut or something like that because it was recorded <laughs> yeah. six weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's still cool though. I I kind of I kind of respect soaps for doing that now. I, I have I have it's a respect for the soaps that do those live episodes. Because they must be they do live episodes. so hard he's, to pull yeah, off. He's, he's, he's like Coronation a play. Street. I've done live episodes, yeah. yeah Fuck it, it, off. Yep. Did they get the lines wrong ever? Yeah. Some, <gasps> so, 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 some of them have, have little, little cock-ups, but like, they have it, you, know, you can see the cameramen kind of walking in the background and stuff like that because it's hard to avoid that stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, understandable. I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah the, the, I think EastEnders, doesn't EastEnders usually do for like children in need or something like that? They usually have some, at least once or twice a year, or bigger anniversary ones, they'll do a live episode. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Right, Biggie, what, what don't you get, apart from Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff like that? <laughs> uh, Pokemon. Okay, go on. I don't, I don't fucking get that at all. I've never played it. <laughs> um, don't get it. I can't believe there's a million different versions of it. Blue, red, emerald, gold, platinum, the list goes on. There's apparently, I made it, approximately 40 different versions of the game. Uh the idea of it is based on insect collecting, which is made popular by nerds and serial killers. Um, to complete, <laughs> oh, fucking Xenos is going to be coming for you. <laughs> to complete some something called a Pokedex by using your Pokemon trainer to train, battle, and collect other creatures which have been randomly named by cats walking across keyboards or your router password. Um, you can, really you play against jokes, other Pokemon. 
You play against other poker pricks to win the league and become <laughs> champions. <laughs> it's sport. I like that. I like that. An anime series, films, trading card games. It's just mad. It's been criticised by some fundamentalist Christians over perceived <laughs> occult and violent themes with the concept of a Pokemon will, will evolution. Anything, it's false anything. idols. It's false <laughs> idols. Don't worship them. Because it goes against the biblical creation accounts in Genesis. Well, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just, I've just posted this in the, in the, in the uh, command center thing. How can you not love Fukuku? He's adorable. He looks like oh, the special oh, no. the special child Fukuku. that you have to put a helmet on all the time. Oh, he's so cute. There's, oh. not, there's not a thought behind those eyes. Oh, do you know who he looks like? He looks like the oh. bubble bubble guy. He does. Is that he one does. of the new ones? Actually, yeah, that's one of the new ones. I think all the new Pokemon's look fucking shit. No, he looks beautiful. He's a good boy. Exactly. Have you seen the evolution of him, though? Oh, the evolution no. of them's terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> it's like, I just don't know. I just don't think they've... I just think they just can't be arsed anymore. Does Fukoko go through puberty and it's really bad? It's really bad when he hits yeah. puberty. <laughs> the, 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 oh, the, look at a picture see, of Pikachu. Look at you, motherfucker. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the thing is, Biggie, what you need to remember is that Pokemon You're an old make bastard. money. And <laughs> I know, it makes I know a it lot does. of money. That's why they keep making it. Isn't it one of the biggest in- IPs in the world? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, the problem the problem the problem is going to make money, isn't it? That's the yeah. We just don't understand why. The problem with Pokemon is though the game freak don't treat it properly. Like the games are increasingly got no respect for it, have they? Yeah, they're increasingly poorly made. They're full of bugs. I mean, some hilarious bugs in Violet and Scarlet, which are just. He doesn't mean the creatures either. Just no, no, no. It's like it's fucking raw. It needs to go back in the oven for six months. It's um. Yeah, they they're increasingly poorly made games. Um, you don't care. Well, I've not like played a I've not played a good one in a long time. I saw I saw a, a, a evolution on a TikTok video, and someone's like, "Yeah, here we go, here we go." I, I've been waiting ages. Like they've been playing for ages, and it evolved, and all it did was get slightly bigger and have like an extra like fin or something on it. That's all, <laughs> that's all they did with it. It's like. I'd be fuming. Like yeah. you look at those Gen One Pokemon. Every time they evolved, they looked mint. They looked different. Yeah. Did, what I'll came first, the game fuming. or the show? I, I don't know. The I was too old for it. The trading card the game, game came first. Did it? Then the but the, the trading game. The, the video game was technically invented before. I th- I'm sure I read it in the Ask Your Water thing. Um, the video game came first as a kind of a prototype thing within um, Game yeah. Freak and within Nintendo. Um, but then they they realized that this could make a fucking lot of money. This could be a really popular thing. So they put the trading card game out first because trading cards at the time were very popular. In Massive, Japan. yeah. Um, and then the video game came out and then the anime came out. So it was kind of like, but it was all within a year of each other. So it's like, it was... Yeah, impressed. really tight. Mm. But over here, it was the game came out first, then the trading card game, then the TV series. Because the so trading cards are still huge, aren't they? Oh yeah, they're ridiculous. Like, if you find like Gen One cards in good condition, I'm sure that it was like a, 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 a Gen One Charizard shiny went for something like a hundred grand. It's like a ridiculous Fuck amount off. of money. For I wish I'd have kept those ones I found in a classroom once now, rather than just throwing them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Literally found. Well, something in 2012, like, nerds are throwing out the window, and then I saw all these little like all these nerds like scrabbling them at them in the playground. <laughs> Dude, what, what's funny about this is he doesn't understand. He doesn't get Pokemon, but. Imagine if you went down the deep rabbit hole of like Yu-Gi-Oh and other stuff that spawned off it. That'd make your head fucking spin what, that big. What, what, Digimon. What, yeah, Biggie, what's your opinion on Digimon? 
It's the same, mate. I haven't got a clue. I mean, in, listen, in 2012, even PETA criticised the concept of Pokemon as supporting no, 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 cruelty no, to animals. You, don't you be bringing up Peter in any form of agreement here. <laughs> it, I'm telling you, they were objected to the fact it was the concept of capturing animals and forcing them to fight, to cockfights, dogfighting rings and circuses. No. <laughs> the animals like it. For the Pokemon like it, mate. They like it. They're not have you real. Seen a, have you seen a Pokemon fight? They fucking love it. Proper raggy little bastards. They don't reaffirmed. They reaffirmed their objection. What? What? The Pokemon just get knocked out. It's fine. Yeah, they don't die. I can't kill a Pokemon. They're immortal. Asapel and I almost got arrested and moved on by police by playing Pokemon Go because in where we live, there was like, there's one area that has like three of the little spinny things. I can't remember what they're called. They're not the gyms, but you could like just spawn points or whatever. Poker centers, yeah, and um, why do I know this? There was there was probably about I don't even know what she's cars. fucking talking about. There's probably about twenty cars all parked up on double yellow lines to try and because it was like the height of Pokemon Go season. Oh, and, Pokemon Go! Um, yeah, yeah, no, and um, we saw the police kind of like drive past, and we were just in um, we were just in Asapel's car, and she's like, right, if the police say anything, just say you're pregnant and you're being sick. So sure enough, they came back rounds, they cruised past, they're like. Come on, guys! You have to go. I know you're playing Pokemon. It's time to move. And it was that. It was us and a bunch of like 17, 17 eighteen year olds and their little Vauxhall Novas with different coloured doors and everything, <laughs> just kind of slunk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the first right. two days of release of Pokemon Go, safety concerns were raised amongst players. Multiple people have suffered minor injuries falling whilst playing the game due to being distracted. And apparently uh, people in Bosnia were warned to stay out of minefields left over oh from God. the war. Wow. Let's move on from Pokemon. I, I kind of understand what Biggie's saying, though. I, I don't... I, I get it, but I don't get okay. it, if you know what I mean. But, Candy, what don't you get? Oh, which one should I do? Oh, I can't do that one to start off with. That one's too serious. Oh, okay, she's so, got a list. Yeah, I do. I've got a list as well. I'm going to start too. with collecting... Overpriced ugly trainers, like Yeezys or whatever they're called. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like they're, they're I buy, about I buy one pair of trainers a year, me. <laughs> yeah, but the thing, I mean, people aren't surely buying these shoes to to wear, though, are they? They're just buying them to display. No. Yeah. I can, I can, don't get me Looking wrong, to I can display, understand. They keep them in their boxes. Right. Yeah, and I thought they'd just flip them, don't they, for more money? Some do. Yeah, but then the person at the other end is still buying them. And flipping them. It's just, it's just an industry, but then isn't it? there's still somebody at the end of that. Like I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it either. Get it it's fucking weird. Like I, I get, and I understand collecting things that you enjoy. Because yeah, like, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I understand collecting guitars. There's a reason to collect guitars. Souls. I understand action figures, books, all perfectly good. Re- but trainers to just look at, or even not look at. <laughs> yeah, it's but, like buying like power drills and not using them. <laughs> Exactly. I fucking love power drills, me. I'm not going to use it, though. The thing is, right, I fucking love sneakerheads because they are the most delusional bastards on this planet. There is a shop in, New- <laughs> shop in Newcastle. What do you mean sneakerheads? What's that? That's, a, that's what they call themselves, sneakerheads. Fuck off. Um, there's, a shop, there's a shop in Newcastle. There's one of the kind of bougie, oh, trainers. bougie outlet ones. Um, and they do, like, the midnight launches for Yeezys and these limited edition trainers and sneakers and shit. And these what people... Are Yeezys? What are they? What are them? They're, they're Kanye West's ones that no longer exist because he got very anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Let me have a yeah. look at him. How do you, how do you spell it? 
Y E E Z Y S. Look nice either. No, they look ugly. But they're, anyway, they're yeah, always they're... without fail the ugliest trainers you will ever see. Yeah. This is shop... fucking gross. <laughs> The shop in Newcastle. People what? will camp, people will camp out for a week when they think there's a drop of these new sneakers. Oh, you can't see it. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like something from Krull. Yeah, it's like now, a now Google the price of them. It's basically what happens when Amazon <gasps> let Kanye West go full Homer designing the car mode. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then ones I've just shown you are going for seven grand. Yeah, that's it. Amazon Adidas, Adidas, Adidas. Yeah. Well, the, th- the thing is, and the best thing, without getting in too much into the horrible shit that Kanye West was doing, when he lost that deal with Adidas, this is the funniest thing in the world. Kanye West um, had a bad contract with it. He made millions from those shoes. Adidas made a hell of a lot more. But Adidas owned the brand, owned the designs, owned everything that they've done. Kanye West has no claim on anything. All Adidas are going to do is take the name Yeezys off and just re- keep releasing those designs that, that he did. And make, they'll make hundreds of millions off that without having to pay him anything. It's fucking I get hilarious. A I get a pair. I did ask Sambas every January, and they'll last me till the next January. And then, or until you lose sh- one of them on a, on a roof. Yeah. Or I've got my limited edition modern escapism Adidas as well, haven't I? Yeah. They nice. were awesome. Yeah. I, I get. I get it. Kind of cool. I, what I like the, I get that you don't get it. That's what I mean. I don't get them. I, I don't get. Yeah, it. It's it's the ones where they don't open them out the box. Mm-hmm. Well, they keep they, they keep like a very specific tag on like the Ed the Air Jordans. They have this plastic tag on them. They, they have to keep, keep on. them in the box. If they don't open like, the box, having, so they know they're even there. You're not even displaying <laughs> Schrodinger's shoe in a box trainers. in a cupboard. Like, actually, like, speaking of tags and everything, it's people that get those um, the caps. I can't remember what they're called. The ones with the, like the flap peaks, and they they always backs. have the late. Yeah, snapbacks. That's right. You're so fucking keep... trendy, you gadget. You so you surprise me sometimes. Just, just a font for useless information. <laughs> what things are called. <laughs> but they'll always leave, leave the label on the cap. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> it's the first thing I rag it off with my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Label's gone. In, in that same sense as well, like uh, the, it's not the collecting of the pop figureheads and pointing at the one I've got above me right now yeah. for some reason. It's the it has to stay in the box. People are going, yeah. no, don't take out the box. It's worth more than the box. If I'm collecting it. I'm not selling it. Yeah, yeah my Geralt's out, out of the box. He's out of the box. Not to mention they're so mass the produced, they will like barely any of them will have any value in ten years. Yeah, unless it's like those Good. really limited editions where there's only like a hundred that have been made or something. Yeah, the rest of them still in the box. The rest of them. That makes sense. That's a we real can, limited edition. We can pop ourselves, can't we? What is that? I can't say. Yeah, uh, shiny Thanos. Thanos, yeah. If it's like mine that I've got, I've got a Spider-Man and a... Um, I forgot his, his name's blanking now. What does it look the rock, like? The rock guy from Thor. Um, Korg. 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 Yeah, I've got Korg and Spider-Man. That's He's it. He's off Ghost. Yeah, they're just... They're just the, the, thing is, the thing is as well, the, the, the whole... I've got seven the, out there, all out there box. Yeah. The whole mm. keeping them boxing the is, box. is bullshit. Cause I, used to, I used to have loads of them and um, I ended up selling, selling them all just kind of... I needed the space. I had them all out of the box, like on display, and I sold mm. them. And I, uh, the total of me selling them, I made a profit on. Just weird, isn't it? Mm. Let's move on. I want to talk about. I don't get zero percent Greek yogurt. I don't get it. What is Why? it? It's is it what's zero percent? Is it got no yogurt in it? No, no fat. <laughs> no fat. All right. <laughs> that was easy to explain. <laughs> that's perfect. That's what I wanted. The oodles has already touched on in this episode. Okay. And I don't get the hate for Chris Pratt. 
oh, I genuinely don't get the hit. I don't. Outside of maybe him being a bit weird with some religious stuff, which most of it has been debunked as well. Uh, the only bad thing I could see that he really did was he split up with Anna Faris. That went a bit right, but in terms of his career and the films and stuff he's been in, why does everyone seem to think he's in everything? He's done since, t- since Guardians. He's done less than two films a year. It's, it's, it's just a running it's joke, seems, isn't it? He seems to be getting into like the big franchises. I think that's the thing. So it's like there's this perception that he's everywhere. Yeah, but it's not though. Like, and I just don't get that. I, I think he's perfectly fine. I think his voice acting work. I'm not. I'm yet to know. Did did I think that he's the perfect person that to play Mario? Not really. But I prefer them actually doing that than. I'll be honest. I don't want a Charles Martin here. Wahoo! For two hours. No, kind nobody of, does. Kind of wanted for the memes. But um, <laughs> I just I don't get it. His other voice work in the Lego movie and onward was really good. Uh, he, he's brilliant as Peter Quill. When you made a joke about, oh, there's less uh, Chris Pratt in it. He's well, you're fuming. One of the, one of the, he's one of the best things in Guardians. Everyone loved him because of his portrayal of Peter Quill. That's what brought him to the forefront. Like, Ooh. he's really good as Peter Quill. He shows a lot of comedy and a lot of Do you emotion. like him in Jurassic World? He's probably the best things in him, even though the Dominion. That's actually not, not that's not a bad shout. He probably is the best thing in him. In the first <laughs> one, about it. in the first one, he definitely is, and then it's just diminishing returns all around in the second two. Yeah, so of course, not it really is, ass. Yeah. It's all ass. I think it's films. a running joke, isn't it? Because yeah, because yeah. of his because of his his personal life, he had some hiccups. Nothing like. It's like a bit bland. Destroying the other films. Like, yeah, nothing great. Destroying. It's, it's just bit, become a joke. But yeah, I just um, everyone's like, "Oh fuck, Chris Pratt!" I'm like, "Why?" Yeah, because they want to. I, I just don't think he's that good. I don't like him as uh, Peter Quill either. But that's just me. I don't. I, hate no, him. I like. It. I think he's very good. He's great as Andy no, Dwyer. Yeah, he's great as Andy. Yeah, yeah. He, I think the only he thing is I've, good, I've, he's good I've, as Andy. The only thing I've actively disliked him in was probably Passengers. But that's probably more the character the than character what he more than him. The character, the character was, was a reprehensible creepy. cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not that's him being a good actor, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I'll admit, like he's, in, you know, uh, what's that? Tomorrow War or whatever. It, bland as fuck. The whole film was bland. Like, but in general, like, say the voice work he's done, and I really like him in Guardians. I liked him as Andy Dwyer. I just, I just think he's very everyman, and I just, I just find him a bit dull. He's a better actor than me. I just, I just think that it's one of those ones where everyone jumps on it and just goes, "Oh yeah, of course. fuck that guy, fuck that guy." It's like, of course, he's me trying the, to be trendy now. He's becoming the Nickelback of, of actors. <laughs> I think, I th- <laughs> yeah, I think Nickelback are shite though. <laughs> see, there's another one. I the think I w- Nickelback <laughs> is exaggerated. I would, I would rather see Chris Pratt try something that kind of tests him because it, because he, he's he's running he's like running a drama. The risk. Well, he's running the risk of, uh, of, of just Ryan Reynolds in it and just playing the same rule over and over again. I, see, I don't think he does. He's, Star-Lord is completely different to his character in Passengers and the Tomorrow World. His voice acting works completely different, like the characters he plays in those. I think but he's better as a opinion, comedic actor. All, in my opinion, they're all different act. They're all very different. It's just... He's, he's a better comedic actor than yeah. serious. So, yeah. Played two strengths in it. I was just I watched that Guardians thing and he, and some moments in that and it's some really good acting and some really like proper like emotional bits in it. Not loads because he's not in it loads, but I just thought he does that in both Guardians films really well and Infinity mm. War. And I think I was like, yeah, I don't get it. Fair enough. He's joined the family. He's one of the best things in parks and recreation, to be honest. Of course he is. His outtakes, what else we got? His outtakes are the best things in parks and rec. <laughs> 
I still, still can't I, get over one the Kim Kardashian thing, but also when he when he chucks the briefcase over and smashes the light switch. Oh, one of I, the funniest things in the world. I know I just went, but you just mentioned Kim yeah, Kardashian, go for it. and it's just gone on to one of my other ones. Do it. Yeah. Let natural flow, flow, mate. The Kardashians. Don't get them. Don't get. I don't like, know what they are. I mean, I, I know what they are. I know the humans, but I don't. Thirty I mean, I percent plastic. They're, they're, no, no. I mean, a... where did the start? How did the start? What what happened? The sex tape. It was King K's sex tape, they... wasn't it, that launched it? Oh, yeah. just her. I thought you meant they were all in a sex tape. No, they, 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 they... <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> they were already That's pretty rich. They, they they were in high society. Rich, in, 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 uh, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? Um, OJ Simpson's lawyer, something linked to him. Yeah, or yeah, like the, that. yeah, yeah. Kim Kardashian's dad. Come in um, with the Kardashians. lawyer. <laughs> right. right. That's, so, so that's how they got big then, isn't it? It isn't the concept of, of a socialite yeah. and rich socialites and like, you know, having rich parents and being like, that's, I get that. I mean, it's not that. Yep. It's the show, the Kardashians, and the obsession with watching overprivileged, super rich people moan about the most mundane things and act as though somebody taking their piece of bread is world ending and starting huge fuck off family fights over it because one <laughs> sister dared to eat a piece of bread from the other sister's <laughs> bread supply. Yeah, but and that stick, is a real it's thing. Probably not that, real. Isn't, that isn't me making it up. That is them actually arguing. It's not. That's what they're like. It's probably Wouldn't that fake. be nice though if that was your biggest problem in the world is just somebody yeah. had taken your bread? But that's what I don't get. Like, it's. I once thumped my brother for nicking a fish finger. <laughs> yeah, really? You could have off, fi- off your plate. He did. Awful. They probably don't even know what a fish finger is. That's true. It's not. It's just yeah. I don't get the obsession of watching them. I don't I think I've probably never watched because them. It's, it's so like it's so removed from most people's lives that are watching it. You know, it's just it. It's it might glamorous. As well just be it's slick. It's like showing rich. It's showing wealth in a very in a, a way that's very full of avarice. And I honestly yeah. couldn't pick them out in a crowd. Yeah, genuinely, because it would be the crowd going fucking mental for them. <laughs> in isolation, I mean, like which one's which? I, I mean, I know, I know they're all dark-haired, beautiful they're, people, but they're not I don't beautiful. know. I don't know which one's which. They, 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 they're, they're also terrible for the world. Are they? Well, what, environmentally, they take um, private flights that last ten minutes. Oh, to go from kind of like sixty miles up the road in California. That's like shite. An, an hour's drive. That's shite. Because they can, because they're so unspeakably wealthy, and it's disgusting. I fucking hate them. Mm. Melt them down. I don't. I don't like rich people in general. <laughs> rich people so, yeah. are rich people. They, they get rich. It's just. It's just the concept of watching, of being entertained by watching somebody splash their money and have I always problem, fake problems, problems over the most mundane they, they, shit. They, they're engineered. Those shows. They. Not they're, scripted. I think some of the fights are real, though. Like, you, there's no way that they're good enough actors to pull those fights off. Yeah, no, that's that's, <laughs> that's how you see the difference, si- isn't it? Situations are engineered. It's the same with like all those Bravo things, like fucking Real Housewives of whatever fucking state they're in at any time. You know, it's all Sri Lanka. They're all really arguing with each other, but it's like the producers will say, you know, she said this to you, do that. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's nudging of, forward, isn't it? Like, imagine we'll go to this restaurant. Taking a piece of bread and going, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Literally, yeah, man. what happened? I tell you, I, I've I, got. I, go on. I tell you, I tell you what, I don't get. Go on. And and th- th- this this one goes to your heart, Oodles, because because I, I know you do this a, a fair bit. Mobile Thanks. gaming. Don't get it. Oh, I do yeah, it a I lot. Don't get it. 
why why do you want to play games on your phone? Or more precisely, why do you want to play Raid Shadow Legends? And I'm gonna give a very specific example of this because you mentioned it before, Eagles. My mother as plays a Raid Shadow. I was gonna say, does your mum play this? My mum <laughs> plays Raid Shadow Legends. She's well, best in world. She's really high up. When she tells me about it, though, like she she will say, "Oh, well, you know, you just set she's it on the Raid auto- Queen. <laughs> you just set it on auto battle, and it goes off and grazes." So the game plays itself for you. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but you've got to be online at a certain time. Do it. And how do you do that? So what happens is, like, my parents will like be sitting like watching a film on an evening, and then they have to pause the film because my mother says, "Right, it's nine o'clock. I've got to do like a fifteen minute raid thing to get this like specific reward." So my dad's having to watch films segmented because my mother has to has <laughs> to play Raid Shadow Legends <laughs> for fifteen minutes on an. I don't get that aspect of mobile gaming, like where you're not actually playing it, but. Having a game of threes or Marvel Snap—that's a proper, they're proper games, I, I, man. I've, ne- I've never got a normal game. I, I, I don't have a thing against mobile gaming per se. It's just I don't get why you would want to play a game on your phone. That's it's because it. you don't commute anywhere. And you guys can do commute. You drive. I'm on a bus, so quick game yeah, of Snap. Even when I used to commute on the train to work, I used to just have a fucking um, a book on me on the Kindle app. It would just be reading. I've also got a fucked up brain and I need, I need, I need interaction need constantly. Mm. Yeah, got, I need it. That I've got sweet serotonin. Two, I've got two mm. mobile games. That's it. One is Among Us and one is 2048. And Among Us is just for the kids, really. I mean, 2048, I used to play that back in the day, but I don't, like, I'm looking I on hardly my phone. Even I hardly ever play it. I don't have any, yeah, I don't have a single game on my phone. I've got like 200 apps on my phone and not a single one's a game. I don't so get, what I are these 200 apps doing? Nothing. I mean, they, they sit there when you need them. For they're when just you need there them. when I need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like my games. I get it. Though. The I get scum, it. scum VM app, which has got all the classic point-and-click adventures on it. And, and also going one further into it, people who not only play the mobile games and play the mobile games religiously, but the people who are the whales for the mobile games. Mm. The people who put the money Rich people in. again. Rich people again. They don't necessarily have to be rich. They just have to be addicted enough. Yeah. Oh, but that's that's just evil in in itself, isn't it? That's just there's no difference to me to someone playing Call of Duty on the phone than on the on their Xbox. It's obviously it's a bit difficult on your Why phone. Why would you want to play screen, Call of Duty on your phone though? I don't. Oh, no, I don't get that. But people do. It's same. It's same. Thing. They might not have accessibility to that kind no, of. No, I get that. But why? Why would you want to play Fortnite on a touchscreen? Some people do. Like kids are fucking brutal. Eh? They're brilliant. Yeah, but kids are idiots. <laughs> They are! I don't get them! <laughs> Speaking me... of gaming... Oh, here we go. I want to quickly jump in. I don't get Destiny 2 anymore. I don't think Destiny don't 2 know. players get God. Destiny no, 2 anymore. Nobody does. To start with. I don't know where to begin with that game anymore. That was the most the original... played game on my PlayStation 4, that. It's so a, I, I think, bought the original... I think Destiny 2's at a point <laughs> if you haven't been playing it for the last four years, you, you've got no chance of getting into it. Why is it still Destiny 2? Why is it not Destiny 3? When's that coming out? Well, that's the thing. I think Destiny 2 is just the day one edition. Now. Restart. Yeah, I, I bought the original edition, whatever that was called, and made it as far Destiny. as the Forsaken <laughs> DLC, which I think was season three or four, whatever it was. Four it's now I seasons. seasons. But I dropped off it because it became too grindy and quite overwhelming. And then it went free to play. But then they still launched expansion after expansion. We didn't get his money back. And then they started saying they're removing certain areas from the game. I reinstalled it when I got my PS5, and now I played it just to see what it was like and if it, you know, is there a PS5 version of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Next gen versions are out. And you get greeted by message after message after message pops up on the screen trying to explain you can do this and you can do that. I don't even know what pack I need anymore. 
there's just so many editions that you can purchase on the store. It doesn't tell you what's what, what has what, what did have, and what's been removed. It's just okay. a mess. I went into the tower. I didn't know where to begin. And, and like you say, I wouldn't know what... If you were a newcomer and someone says, oh, we're playing Destiny 2, come and play and join. What an... <laughs> How is any of it explained to you when you load that game up? I just don't understand what that is. Anymore. It's not very welcoming it's... to newcomers. Yeah, the Destiny thing's really annoying because the, what happened to me was um, I didn't know that they were going to destroy a whole planet, so I bought the DLC, and then a week <laughs> or two later, they destroyed a whole planet, and I hadn't played it. shouldn't be allowed. Mad, it? It shouldn't be allowed. That's, yeah. hey, there's got to be some laws against it, but then again, it's digital content again, isn't it, where nothing's secure yeah, forever. They own the rights. Yeah, nothing's secure. And I never, Ooh, never bothered evil, with it after that. I was Destiny. like, ah, oh, fuck it, can't be asked. <laughs> oh, uh, I've also, my last one... Um, why can't people just be on time? I don't get it. <laughs> like, my whole existence is bad enough. Shit happens. Does it, though? Like, yeah. I, I, like I'm the only person... to sleep in... when you're trying to record the Scott Sheep special. <laughs> but I'm the, I'm the only person in my work team... Or when there's football Some... on with a, with, with a Scott Sheep special and you start late. <laughs> that wasn't generally anything to do with football at all. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 talk, I'm talking about Oodles here. who did not want to start until he had the England. I were there, though, weren't I? I were tardy. I were there. But what I'm yeah, saying is, I'm the only one in my workforce that doesn't drive. Yeah, I'm the first one there every time. Yeah, I'm always on timetable. Time. Yeah, the drivers, the drivers, why, why did they just set off at the last minute? Because I <laughs> know that I work, my, my time. It's anywhere between 20 and 25 minutes, depending on traffic. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've set off half an hour before and I get stuck behind a tractor. That's not anything to do with me. I could set off in time. And I'm stuck behind a tractor doing 10 miles an hour. There's, a, the, 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 there's also a weird thing that I remember this when I used to commute. I used to have quite a long commute from the kind of County Durham to the north end of Newcastle. That's a um, trek. It, it, it was only about like 10 miles in total, but because it was like rush hour traffic, it would take an hour. But the thing is, like, oh. so, so I, I, I remember. There was a there was a time. So I had to leave the house at half seven every morning to get to work on time. Ish. Yeah. Um. If I left at twenty five to eight, I would get to work yeah. ten minutes late. But if I left at twenty past seven, I would get to work twenty minutes late because there's kind of a weird thing where everyone has their pattern for yeah. getting into in, mm-hmm. into and out of traffic, and bus routes tend not to be too affected by because bus routes obviously have bus lanes, bus lanes, and, and tend to yeah. be kept separate from main traffic. But when you're sat on the motorway in a queue of traffic. Sometimes leaving earlier makes you later, and it's this weird, annoying kind of yep. time dilation of traffic. And it yeah, but I don't just like. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get, I I get work that. From home now. <laughs> there's way more cars on the road than buses, but I'm not even just talking about commuting. Like, if I'll set at lads, like we'll meet to meet at train station. We'll go day session leads. Why am I always first one there and they're always late? Because you're an alcoholic. Uh, but some people, oh. some people are t- some people are time <laughs> blind. Like Pip, Pip has ADHD, like you do, um, yeah. and she she is perpetually time blind. Not that she oh, wow. Not that Opposite she, to me. Yeah, not that she tries to do not that she's deliberately faffing or something like that, but because of the way her particular brand of ADHD works. She's not focusing. No, she's but she's focused on too many things. Yeah. So it's like something, something pops in the head, she has to deal with it. And um it it's it's come it's come to the point now where like I mean she gets very frustrated by it and I feel bad for her. So we kind of say, you know, if we have to be somewhere, if we're going to see a film, the film starts at half eight. I yeah. the it's fifteen minute drive from here to the cinema. I tell Pip we need to leave at eight. People will inev- invariably Mate. be late for eight, but be on time for eight fifteen. So we get there on time. Do you know what I do? I, I do the exact like me, me, me and my wife. It, 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 yeah, it's she takes things- ages. So I lie to her. She'll go, "When's the bus?" 
and I'll go, oh, it's at half past. It's not half past, it's an hour. The thing is, when, you know what I mean? But when, when, you're I with, to her. when you're with someone who has ADHD like that and it, it kind of affects their timekeeping or not necessarily their timekeeping, but their perception of time, because like Pip can like sit and work for eight hours and she thinks, oh, I've, I've been sat here for a couple hours, I'll go get up and she looks at the time and she's like, it's like the middle of the fucking night, you know? Yeah. Um, it, when, you're, when, you're, when you're partnered with someone like that, you have to spend a lot of time effectively managing it but in a way mm-hmm. that is not accusing because it's not her fault that that happens like not she can't help it and like i if i get pissed off with her for being late that's not it doesn't help anybody because she you can't reckon help that's it. just my like extreme focus then i'm just like focused on the time like, oh yeah because you're hyper focused on the time because you don't I'm, like to yeah. be late i think i'm going to say that from now on time blind i'm terrible with like just looking at it and going i've got time I've got time. Really? I'd love well, to like, kind of be that not, not, not when I'm like commuting to work. Not, not really with work, but with other things like going to pick Amelia up from gymnastics. It's like, it's only five minutes. It's literally like two minute drive down the road. Yeah, I've got time. I've got time. And then never really get there and it's right on the time. Or like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've like, done that a lot. Yeah, it's just, I don't know what it is. I just, unfortunately though, like, I, my hate, daughter, I hate it being late to also, the Sometimes also, I, I need traffic, poo man. just before yeah. we go. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's most. No, but like, <laughs> like my 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 daughter's inherited my like. I, I don't like to use the word anxiety because I don't get anxious because I'm always tardy. But if 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 someone picks her up from school, a few minutes later she starts panicking and worrying, and like I get like that. I like if someone's late, I'm like I'm looking at my phone, or like if like, like when we get ready for this podcast, I'm I'm getting ready at t- about twenty past. I've got my laptop on. I'm ready. I can just click a button and I'm there. Yeah, if no you one's did popping that up, scorch sheep night. That was really funny with the uh, your yeah. message for a uh, scorch sheep. You're like, what time are we starting? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. No <laughs> one's <everyone>. answering. <laughs> but you guys, I know you guys were Scroll doing your, like pre pod poos and stuff like that, and but I'd done that hours ago. <laughs> you know I mean? No, like, we we just remembered. It's your terrible memory. <laughs> I have had, got a terrible memory. We had talked about it the week before. You just don't ah. scroll up. No, <laughs> I got I got time. <laughs> See, I don't like being early either, I, and I don't like people when people are early for seeing me. Like ten Why? minutes is fine. Anything early than that, I hate it because I'm not ready. And the th- I would rather if say I was going to an appointment, I would rather mm-hmm. be an hour early and sit in the car for fifty five minutes and then go to my appointment <laughs> rather than 50, be like twenty. I, I, Why would you just I, get I, out five minutes before? Why wouldn't you get out fifteen minutes before and I, sit in the I, waiting I do, room? I do like getting getting somewhere early and having that bit of time in the car just to have a vape or listen to podcast. Yeah, exactly. And- you, you get you get settled, and then you can like build your mind up to whatever situation you're about to put yourself in. And then when I used to work, in- well, I used to work in the offices in town. I used to get there before the the, the building warden were there, and he's like, "Why are you always here before me?" I'm like, oh, "I've got to be." <laughs> like, oh, ah, give me your keys. I'll do it. I'll open up tomorrow for you. <laughs> I, mean, I was I, just, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, and I don't get why people like, and it infuriates me. And I get, I understand. There's always a reason. Some people can't help it. Some people are bone idle. Some people just yeah, that's lose probably track. it. I think I've just got bone idle mates. <laughs> that's that's probably is. all. Like, or, or you've got an alcohol dependency problem. You're too excited to get to the pub. I've got that. Yeah, I've got that. But I'll, I'll drink while I'm walking. Fair <laughs> so, enough. I'm always on it. I love a walking beer. You know that. Walking beers are the best beers. Speaking of mates in the pub, I'll give you my last one because I've only got one more last one, and it's it, it's yep. re- it's related to mates in the pub kind of thing. But no, the what the, the thing I don't get is those people who make football their entire personality. Now, I've talked about my dislike for football before. I'm not talking... Yes, but you don't I'm, like the sport. Yeah, it's more I just don't care about it. But what I really dislike is the people who 
base their entire happiness of football. Mm. Yeah, like the mood can change. Yeah, yeah, the mood can change. Like, I have it seen people change it, mate. It can change you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I've seen people who who will like come into work like the day after whatever football game. Oh, don't talk to us. We lost last night. I'm like, you're not over it. It's like it's footy game, mate. Depends oh, what it game it is. Depends what game it was. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I know what it is. It's because in that moment, in that game, that is all you're focused on. That's all you care about. And then when it, the bubble bursts, how do you get rid of that? It's like anti-adrenaline, isn't it? It's the opposite of whatever adrenaline mm. is. Yeah. It's like, oh, how do I get rid of it? Usually for me, it's booze, but for some, someone else, and I'm not, I am not defending someone punching somebody for it, but that's their that's out, isn't go. it? That's, yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's like, I mean, you know, you jo- we joke about the horse punching thing in Newcastle. That happened because Newcastle lost to Sunderland. Yeah, and, which is a big, that's a good enough reason to punch a horse. Well, the, th- the thing is, that <laughs> the horse punching wasn't the, it was like a fucking nearly a riot in Newcastle. It was the first time Sunderland had beat Newcastle for quite a long time. Didn't a lot of people get trungeon to fucking smithereens yeah, and it, stuff? And it was the Newcastle fans behaving badly. Like yes, it, was, it wasn't even like a core group of like the, the away supporters coming in and like arriving people up. <laughs> And it was just, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, you'll, 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 you'll like how um, you, you'd you'd like actually, gadget. If you could be like a fly on the wall, and me and my mates in pub and watching football, we sit there laughing at the pub pundits that we call them, people that think they're experts. <laughs> and yeah, I've seen those. People. I'd have played him. I, would you? When you were a professional manager, would you have played them? Would you oh, have done it? Oh yeah, we I'm, love I'm, the pub pundits. I've, I've witnessed that because when I was younger, I used to go to the football with me mate, and just the amount of people sat, so sat, sat in the stands and go, "Oh, why is he putting him out? Oh, that was a bad decision from the ref." Because he's the fucking expert. <laughs> That's why. Like, I, go to plan. Them out. I don't know. I don't know. It's choice words. For this is that. is choice it. Look, words for Mr. Southgate. <laughs> I'm not using certain players this week. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. Yeah. Might not be a good one. Might not be a good well, one. By but not he's got playing one. the most informed player in his team. <laughs> Wanker. Anyway, um, <laughs> I could have. I could have linked onto it. I could have linked onto a sports one there, but I, just, I can't be bothered with that. Um, I'm going. I'm going for you, Candy. I'm sorry. I'm coming not. at you. Ooh. Coming straight at you. People who actually enjoy bad films, I don't get it. <laughs> like, there is objectively disliking a film because you can't connect with it. And uh, yeah. subjectively, some people think it's good, some people think it's bad. But there are objectively terrible films, like the ones you made. Like as The watch, Room. That you, that you enjoy. And I, I, why waste your time? Because <laughs> I, I think it's the disbelief of just how terrible it is. Like, it's because it's always. How can you disbelieve it when you can see it? Because when I watch these terrible films, I'm normally with a couple of cocktails in and I'm with a group of friends and we'll deliberately try and find something that looks terrible. And it's the the constant, the way they can out-terrible themselves is what's the the entertaining part. See, I kind of get that you're... See, that's the difference because you're with friends. Yeah, you're with friends, you're laughing about it, you're having a good time, like you've chosen that. I watched it on toilet. There are people who will like, who love these kind of films. Like they love the Sharknadoes and those terrible janky horrors and it's like, yeah, why? Why? Like just... I'm with you, mate. I don't understand it one bit. Good. I mean, you're, you what you do watch good stuff as well, though, so it's fine. But there are people who there's so much just... quality, isn't there? Why? I just waste like that one little bit of time with that. About the actors. Are, uh, she didn't like Doom. The actors are ninety nine percent, hundred percent of the time terrible. Maybe like, it's yeah. to feel better about yourself. Maybe you know like, you at feel least better. I didn't make this film. There's, there's, you see, when it comes to like terrible, like objectively terrible films, I like watching like YouTube people like talk about them. 
Because I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch Velocipasta, but I'll watch Chris Stockman <laughs> laughing about it. You know? Yeah, because that's that's more entertaining. Because Chris Stockman's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's the difference, mate. Like, I, or, or like, I, I do. I will never ever in my life watch a Neil Breen film. But watching uh, weird movies with Mark talk about it, brilliant. Because yeah. that lad, exactly, his, he, he's aged himself watching those films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just um... can, while we're poking at candy, I have got one sneaky one more in <laughs> Skyrim. People that people that don't eat crusts. Oh no! Like, yeah. Crusts on pizza. Yeah, crust, no, crusts on bread. Uh, I don't, I just don't eat crusts in general. Do- I don't understand how it's you don't food. understand. It's fucking food. <laughs> don't like it's the fucking handle. Taste. It tastes nice. There's um, people out there that can't even get a piece of crust and you're throwing <laughs> it away. I, I, I seen a thing, thing on TikTok today, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure upset all of Italy. But it was, it, it was an American food hack kind of thing. Oh, and no, got I, hate, I kind of, hate them so much. Big American-style pizzas and a hot dog. And what they did was they, they pulled off the stuffed crust from the, hot, from the pizza then put the oh. hot dog on the remaining bit of pizza, rolled the pizza around the hot oh, dog, no. and then put Lick. the stuffed crust in the in the hot dog bun, and then ate them separately. Uh, I mean, the stuffed crust probably. I wonder why I've got the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. I just one last one to 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 end this. Uh, Scar trumpet wank fest. Don't like it. Yeah, don't get hate it. it. I agree. There. I don't get, don't get why people make Scar like such like it's so. Just like the second coming of music. Yeah, I don't get scar music either. Don't get it. I'm, I'm not scar. bothered about it. Scar's funny. Scar's fun. It just not, makes me feel happy inside. I don't want funny music. I want sexy music. <laughs> I want what, like press. Lorna Shaw. <laughs> sexy, that. That's fucking sexy. <laughs> I know I'm going to upset some people by saying that, but fuck it. I you're just... brave, mate. I think you're brave. You're a brave man, and I appreciate it. Quick, quick fire. Right. Candy and Biggie, go. We almost touched on it a second ago, but American fast food and American candy, why are people obsessed with going to these American candy? It's terrible. American candy is awful. It's money laundering. It is like soap. <laughs> we went to it one is today. Money <laughs> it, is, it is money laundering. <laughs> we went to one today, but literally just to get Reese's stuff. because They're awful. <laughs> I love Reese's. It tastes like soap. No, it tastes like sick. Soap. Vomit. Vomit cups. Hershey's, Hershey's tastes like sick. Reese's Hershey's is awful. And like the the first like we we're getting more and more Taco Bells, and we've got a uh, Tim Hortons as well in Western as well. And everyone's like, "Oh, we have to go! It's Taco Bell! It's oh no, it's horrible! It all tastes the same! It's disgusting!" The it's only expensive. thing Americans do well is pancakes at breakfast. Oh, Actually, Taco oh, Bell's not that. Taco Bell's not expensive. I hop any day. Taco Bell is expensive when you it, it goes straight through you. No, it's not <laughs> as much as a Burger King. <laughs> Burger King's expensive. <laughs> Go to McDonald's like a real tight bastard. I like my Taco Bell, so. <laughs> I just don't like how they're, they're popping up and taking over in it as well. <laughs> like, I'd rather go to a nice little, like, indie restaurant or something. Toby Carvery. <laughs> no, oh, there's, so there's what I don't get it. Toby Carvery's fucking fair. I don't get it either. Make your own fucking dinner. <laughs> it's fucking lazy foul. shit. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> what do you want? What, what, like what do you want out of these choices of meat that's been sat under heat lamps for eight hours? <laughs> we, yeah, we, we definitely we were, we were a five star hygiene restaurant. You were until you started cooking. There's a, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a type of person that does a Toby Carvery who makes it their personality. It, it's like it's like these go, oh fucking smash a Carvery me, and it's called and get, Bob in a plate, and it's just like piled up with Yorkshire yeah. puns and vegetables. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why are you yeah. on a Sunday lunch buffet? <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> on a Tuesday. 
Sunday lunch, as everyone knows, the better when you make them yourself. Everyone knows that. Way better. Or better when they're just made fresh for you. I wanted to throw in. Yes. I don't get certain old traditions that still exist today. For example, barristers still wearing (laughs) (laughs) their curly fucking wigs. I don't understand why barristers have to wear these wigs in Do so you know what court. the weird answer just, is? It is just tradition. There's no yeah. other reason yeah, for just, it. Exactly. It's There's no, just but tradition. they still do it. It makes like, no sense. Like I bet they're so itchy. I bet they're so itchy. Why, 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 why do you think Parliament can only can only sit when the when the mace is on the um, spatchbox? Yeah. They take that mace away, tradition. Parliament's why? not allowed to stand. It's no particular route. It's just always been the way it's been. It's just yeah. tradition, isn't it? Why do they agree in PMQs when door. something's just mentioned and then they stand up for a second and then sit down? It's so weird, isn't it? It's well, that's so weird. It's so weird. Well, they're, sta- they're standing up to get the attention of the speaker so they can ask a question or make a comment. Order! Order! I think it's that's that's the bygone era, isn't it? People strive for that old traditional thing. Like it's just traditional, like traditional, like stuff like um, with anniversaries and people name the anniversaries rather than just. 22 years, it's the fucking, I don't know, clay or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Darling, we've been together for 22 years. Here's your pile of clay. Yeah, here's a clay bus <laughs> of you I've made. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why can't you just celebrate the fact that you've survived for 22 years rather than it, it is our now, it's our fucking, well, I, I mean, don't know. To be, I don't know. To be fair, it's more than anniversary. I, I, I quite like giving Kate something made out of tin. Like, as well, you know, I gave her a proper present, but I gave her a tin thing. Ten tin years. of biscuits? No. <laughs> is that what ten is? Tin. Tin yeah. ten. Ten tin. Oh, that makes sense. But yeah, that's fucking weird. Traditions are fucking stupid. <laughs> so odd. Oh, do you have another one, Candy? Do you have two? Oh, I do. It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a wanger, though. It might. Uh, it might upset a few people. Go on. Go on. Let's, go. let's end with last. Last. Last one. Last one with the last wanger. one. Right. I'll preface this by saying sorry to everyone. Soulsborne games. I just don't. Oh, I know. In the jugular. I know. Bethesda <laughs> games. I don't get them. <laughs> That's not it's, true. It's it, it's fine. To be fair, the, you either get them or you don't get them. I think like, it, I think they are my my, but I think the majority of people do get them, and it's just not me. I understand not... the challenge, and I understand the game being hard, and I can understand why you would want to challenge yourself to um, finish these finish these games but beyond it being difficult i just find them quite ugly and quite clunky and just there's just nothing about them that really appeals oh you've to not me. played elden ring if you think it's ugly i would say that they, they, they've, gotten be- they've gotten better with that over the years you should try Sekiro. Sekiro was fucking gorgeous have you, have you seen bloodborne I, man i don't <laughs> think bloodborne is nice i don't like the aesthetics of bloodborne i've always said it oh, it's stunning i think that people ah yeah but bloodborne's supposed to look horrible and nasty though like it's not it's not beautiful i find it really dark look at the Asian end of the day candy cool. if i can complete it and platinum it. Anyone can. That does. That, does, that I, doesn't count because you've got no, fucking ADHD superpowers. And you've played, been playing them for like fifteen <laughs> years. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not a good gamer. I'm. I, I'm not. I I'm don't not. get why Oodles has to say gamer like gamer every time <laughs> because because he's yeah, taking yeah, the yeah. he thinks he's taking the brand. piss out of it when he really is one. <laughs> it's a brand. It's a brand. Brand. But yeah, if you don't get Soulsborne games, man, it's that's that's. Normal, isn't it? Really, I, I I know fifty million people that probably don't get them as well. I felt a like bit more people don't get them than do get them. No, no, I no, think they're, you're the majority. D- d- despite how well Elden Ring sold, they are still a cult, cult classic niche. Effectively, yeah, niche, yeah. 
like people who are into it are really into it. You don't get casual Soulsborne players, but it's not yeah. it's not it's not like a patch on like the people who play Call of Duty every year, you know. Mm. Which I yeah. also didn't get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I enjoy playing a Call of Duty every now and again, but you don't have to just play that one game every year. It's like FIFA. Do. But Stig, we've got to prestige. And speaking of which, we've got some pre- prestigious feedback. We Not do. many, but we've got some. <laughs> no, well, the, the, first, the first two so the first, the, the, are from Code Connections and the Geekdom Fancast. They're both just coming, coming straight for Stig. Just like right down the line. <laughs> no, one of them is. Well, the other one, I can't... <laughs> well, because, well, Code Connections is going for wrestling and Geekdom is going for musicals. I thought you really liked musicals, Stig. Oh, musicals. I thought he, one of them mentioned jazz. Whoa, I look... Why is it coming for musicals? I don't know. It's joy. Oh, Hallmark <laughs> of Great. It, it was Hallmark of Greatness had responded to wrestling with jazz. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I agree. Now, Cool Connections um, went for wrestling and Geekdom uh, Fancast went for musicals. Oh, man, I'd love it. I'd love a fucking wrestling musical film. I, Actually, mate, I I'd be all over that shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Suplex time. Wrestling's <laughs> 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 great, man. The storytelling is so. It is proper so. My God. But. He's broken in half. Exactly. Imagine a musical <laughs> wrestling. It'd be so. It's perfect for that kind of like, over the top. So it could be top Jerry Lawler. Thing. Jerry Lawler, and it could just be called King. And it's a story. <laughs> story in that. So fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> That's why it'd be funny. Uh, da- Dan Haddock has said, uh, "People who eat at the cinema." I love eating at cinema. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm. I, I feel like yeah. I'm a sneaky boy. It in depends the what you're eating, though. But yeah, I get it. I used to get I used to get stuff from other places like chip butty. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I agree with him because I just have a coffee. I don't like to eat at the cinema. But like, I, I don't well, get oh, coffee. <laughs> well, we're on the cinema, and this is different. I don't get people who have to announce that they're. I don't go to the cinema. I just like to watch it at home because I hate people in the cinema. Fine, <laughs> I love going to cinema. If you hate yeah, being around people cinema. in cinema. I hate care. people in cinema. Don't you don't care. talk to them. It's not there for it's oh, not social. They're, they're always like, oh, it's just the rassles. They're always noisy. They always do this. Sometimes. Like, there's always someone disruptive. And I had this literally this conversation. Yeah, you fucking knock them out the week. And I was like, I can remember once in the last. When did the Dark Knight come out? 2008? Yeah. Yeah. It's the last time I've had a disturbance in the cinema. I've never had it. Where I've never had a full kids, on, like. Kids were throwing shit at people and I got them kicked out. That's the last you, time. Other than someone maybe talking and you're like, oh, shut up. Like, but in terms of like, people seem to think that if you go to the cinema, people are just running around, hitting each other and throwing stuff at each other. It never happened. It doesn't it's happen. never happened. But that's the no. perception that they, when they go, I don't like the cinema because of that. I'm like, I, I need to go more, personally. I only go yeah, like three so to four I. times a year. The, the, only films <laughs> really I, the only films I avoid at the cinema, specifically because of people, are simply like family films, just because they... Kids get unsettled, and that kind of distracts me. Yeah, start crying. Um, and those the kids are even that bad. I think I think teenagers are worse than kids. Yeah, yeah. On the phones. But then, yeah. but then again, I don't tend you to go fucking to, phone off. I don't tend to go to watch the films that the average teenager would go and watch. <laughs> Mate, I say I go to the cinema three to four times a year. It's usually a Marvel film, and it's just full of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the dirty old man in the top corner with my chip butty <laughs> and my beer. <laughs> <laughs> the last uh, last one we've got is Zenos uh, saying cringe comedy just hurts me emotionally to watch. It's not funny. I just want to leave. But I don't know whether something what do you mean is by wrong that? With, like The Office. What? Where where it's like unco- like where it's like uncomfortable because they're like, like making Scott Stops. Oh yeah, that's that's cringe. <laughs> that triggers everyone that. Doesn't it? 
That I mean, I don't mind cringe comedy. That one's a bit much for me. I can't watch that episode. We've talked about this, haven't we? Me and you skip it. <laughs> you have to. No one Zen is emotionally die if he watched that, that episode. episode. He would. He would die. <laughs> he would combust. Oh, fucking horrible! That, like, that is I, the cringiest I, thing I've ever seen. I, I get what he says. Like, one's cr- cringe comedy can be hard. Scott starts. It's a. It's a. It's a genuinely awful Michael Scott moment. Of an it's the one. It's the one where he's promised the kids the college tuition because he feels oh, like yeah, in ten years' yeah, time yeah. I'm going to be a millionaire. But and he's, he's not. not. <laughs> but he, goes so he to, buys them all batches. <laughs> yeah, he goes. To the, he goes to the school to meet them and like they put on like this musical show for like saying you made our dreams come true kind of shit. <laughs> and he's like, that's so, right. Yeah, I haven't got you scholarships. I've got you laptop batteries. batteries. <laughs> It's just so fucking horrific to watch. I can't watch it. I can't. Although the, although the best brilliant. part of that episode is the very beginning of it when it says it, it's, um, it's mentioned in the newspaper, like Stanley just starts burst out laughing. It's like the most emotional yeah, it character does. has. <laughs> he, I think he's probably one of the best ones for cringe comedy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, have you ever watched him in for Schmucks? Yeah. yeah. Steve Carell was so cringe in that. And 40 year old virgin is cringy as fucking that. He's, he's genius. Yeah. He's a genius actor. He's so good at cringe comedy. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the feedback we have for this week. Excellent, excellent, excellent. As always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. Please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour. Next week, we're going back to the bowl. The bowl of doom. Bowl. But I took ours out. <laughs> I've only left Patreon and, and listener uh, suggestions awesome. this week. So none of this, this, awesome. this is definitely going to be one that a listener has picked. <sighs> Oh dear! He's closing his eyes, I love it. That, that looks wrong, time. Stig. That looks wrong. Are you wanking? It really does <laughs> yeah. look wrong. Oh, right, I've got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Right, this one is create a beat 'em up from Lee Davies. Now, oh fuck! <laughs> oh, hang on, fuck. Hang on. He sent me this on a on a. Tweet so there's more information on this. I just oh, no. because it's too long to f- put on here. Right, uh, I have an idea to put uh, for a show to put into the hat. The idea for the show is that each of you will write a beat 'em up based on a theme, i.g., e.g., Christmas movies. You need to pick eight characters for the roster <laughs> and each stage and the stage for them to fight on. You also need to give the characters a set of moves. <laughs> Example: okay. Elf character, Buddy the Elf, stage Santa's workshop. A giant burp that damages and knocks back. Uh, uh, you need to throw in loads of snowballs really fast, etc. You need to decide yep. what type of beat em up it is to 3D like Tekken, 2D like Street Fighter, or Smash Brothers style. Feel free to add your extra magic. I've got to mine your pitch. already. Same. I've got it already up there. I've got every single character. So I've you got the stage. can do anything you want movie characters, they're your own universes, books, TV, whatever. Yep. Nuts. The Oxford English Dictionary beat em up. <laughs> I, I assume Candy's going to do the Bethesda beat em up in the style of Smash Brothers. She's writing well, it down furiously. I am. I'm making notes already. Oh, I'll have to come up with something good. I ain't got nothing right now, but that sounds like it could be a lot of fun. I, I liked when we have to create things like that. Yes, yeah. that's a good, good concept. That brilliant. Thank you, Lee, for that. But yeah, if you are a patron, We've probably got more things we don't get in there. It's going to be quite a hefty little patron segment, and it's worth knowing the other thing. I've got a massive list, guys. <laughs> I need answers, and Gadget's here to give me those answers. Yeah. But for everyone that's not a patron, this has been an episode. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time for Beatemops. Headshot. Bye. Bye. Here comes a new challenger. Bye.
Well, Jeremy Clarkson then. Escapism. <laughs> <laughs> Escapism. 